Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to the female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by Katie Zetter and India Marie Paul. Here at Damsels in Dialogue, we support the LGBTQ plus community and all women because trans women are women. For our second season, we have wands at the ready and we'll be discussing the women of the wizarding world. This episode, we will discuss the students who wander the corridors of Hogwarts and endure the chaos brought upon its grand halls. All right, so... Every episode, we are sponsored by a different magical merch shop, and we encourage you to support small businesses and those who are inclusive in the community. <laughs> so this week's sponsor is Orchard Works. Now, Orchard Works has been in the business for 10 years. They are a wand shop, carved wooden wands. They mm-hmm. do have an Etsy shop, but you can also find them at their relatively new storefront. It's so uh, pretty. They are, yeah, they are coming up on their one year anniversary of having the storefront Orchard Works. So you can find their storefront at 13 Furnace Ave in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Or if you'd like to do their shop, it's orchardworksconnecticut.com, spelled orchardworksct.com. You can also find them on TikTok and Instagram, but they make beautiful wands. Mm -hmm. They are women owned and run, and most of the employees are women as well, which I thought was a perfect addition to this episode where we are discussing so many women. So many. It's going to be kind of a rapid fire sometimes episode because we want to (laughs) cover as many students as we can. And there are actually quite a lot of them that are named in the novels that you really miss in the movie. There's a lot of things that they changed and cut and moved. And you kind of really don't get a lot of the personalities in the movies the same way you get in the novels. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to discuss it because I got to meet a lot of them for the first time rereading uh, yeah. the last couple books. And it's it's really sad what happens. We got mad about what happens to Jenny in the movies. And there are also a lot of things yeah. to be upset about that they cut or change in the movies as well, because you only have so much time. But Understandable. We, yeah. But we are going to start. So I, being the new, the more the newbie <laughs> to the Hogwarts fandom uh, of the two of us, I looked up what the actual UK system was like because as an American the school it, system the school system because as yeah. an American the idea of going on a train off to boarding school is so foreign <laughs> to us right and it right. turns out it's really not a foreign idea at all like it's just what happened <laughs> over in many European countries because there are a lot of boarding school options in the UK it, it can be very elitist there's beautiful architecture and very old historic traditions with these boarding schools and there are houses that you get not sorted into but just moved into for convenience of grouping splitting students up the, yeah 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 <laughs> and moving them to classes there's prefects like there's a lot of similarities and i believe the author was a school teacher at one point so this completely makes sense for uh, creating this magical school and the only thing magical really about it is the sorting hat aspect of it. That was really fascinating to me to confirm. I I knew people went to boarding (laughs) school in Europe, but it was how similar it was, was a little surprising to me. Mm -hmm. And even the exams, how they, there's the O level that you take. And then if you want to go to the next level, you take a couple years and then there's another level. So the owls and the newts are extremely based on reality of the school systems over there. So (laughs) as I wanted to confirm it, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, no, of course. As I was doing research <laughs> for this, and I'm like, oh, this is just the same. They're just right, a little right. more magical well, in its use. It seems so whimsical for, yeah. you know, people who are not accustomed to that culture, you know? Yeah, the idea of being not being home for the majority of the year and at a school similar to like our college experience is so odd and interesting culture for students to be in. Yeah, be so like fully was, submersed. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're with your peers. You don't have <laughs> parents to talk to every day. Like it's that's such an interesting way of life. Yeah. And we do have boarding schools here, but they're definitely not as prevalent mm-hmm. as yeah. they are in the UK. Now, one of the differences that Andy had mentioned was uh, the sorting itself and how they are sorted. So we wanted to dive into each group of ladies, mm-hmm. uh, starting by their houses. So we're going to start with the Hufflepuff house. Now, Hufflepuff was founded by Helga, and there's a couple different things that you can find about what students she accepted into Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. There are some counts of her specifically wanting the kind and loyal, and then there are other counts, and these are all like in the books. It's it's mm-hmm. like teased different times of like she'll just take anyone, anyone, like, yeah. Ev- ev- yeah, anyone and everyone. So, I love it, <laughs> and we love that for her. Yeah, um, Hufflepuffs are known for their herbology skills, their hospitality and tend to be more modest than their peers. And some mm-hmm. of the um, more notable Hufflepuffs that we won't necessarily be getting into is Newt's Commander mm-hmm. is uh, one of the most popular. Just we to- love our Hufflepuffs. Like, I, I, yeah. I do love the idea that when they mentioned that she thought all students should be taught, so she would take... Because the other founders are like, well, we only want these types these of specific people. things. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea that she was like, well, they still need to be taught, so... Right, right, right. <laughs> No, we we love that for her. So the Hufflepuffs, unfortunately, there's really not a whole lot about them in the books. It is notoriously the only common room that we don't know what it looks like. We have never been in the books nor the movies. And it's got to be like the coziest, right? It's got to be (laughs) full of the kitchens. Yeah. It's like right next to the kitchens. Come on. You're telling me they don't have the best snacks? The best snacks. They've got to be covered in blankets and comfy chairs. Like I, yeah, I want to. I want to see it just to exist there for a little bit, right? <laughs> but yeah. So one thing that I just want to get away, get out of the way real quick because I was like, hmm, and I reread it, and I'm like, no, this sounds really. Hmm. The Patil twins in the sorting in book one mm-hmm. are sorted into Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. <gasps> no. <laughs> Wait, so they've been messed like, up multiple had, times in yeah, this I fandom? Had to, like, <laughs> I had to like read it a couple times and it like insinuates. It doesn't say like directly, which is okay. why I give it the question mark. But it's okay. like, what? Mm. Mm-hmm. Pavardi, at least, you know, they keep consistent. <laughs> yeah, but poor Padma just gets tossed in all of the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, gosh, that's the only inconsistency in the books, luckily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does, that was like a weird, a weird funny. thing. But there are a couple of students that we see throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing and a couple of students that are just thrown in because we need them. <laughs> for, for extra things. So like, I'll say a couple named ones and then, um, Andy, mm-hmm. I want you to say your favorite random Hufflepuff. Uh, yes. But some, of, <laughs> some of the ones that are just like thrown in to have all their names and keep the world well-rounded in book four when they have just seen the younger creepy boy soaking wet, so thrilled he fell into the lake and he gets sorted into Gryffindor. And you do see two other uh, young Hufflepuffs, Eleanor Branstone and Laura Madley being sorted into Hufflepuff as well. You also get a random mention in book five of Roseller. Mm-hmm. 
Who's mm-hmm. in Hufflepuff? Good for yeah. you. Yeah, good, good for, for you. you. I was like, yeah, right there. <laughs> well, well done. Um, We're proud of you. <laughs> but yeah, so wait, what, my, what, which one is your favorite? <laughs> my favorite. It's I. The only thing I've written down is mystery Hufflepuff, and I just want to know who it is. Maybe it's Roseller. We don't really. She's the first year. After that, so it can't be Rosella, but we're gonna find her at some point. She just <laughs> in book four, she comes up to Harry Potter, the famous Harry Potter, and asks him to the Yule Ball. And this is a third year, so she can't even go. So not only is she approaching one of the most famous students at the school, she just <laughs> flat out asks him to the Yule Ball. And I thought she was yeah. real bold. And she's I was like, I'm gonna get to that Yule Ball. <laughs> yeah, she's just, just so bold. I could have asked any other fourth year to try and yeah. get in. And Not goes, one of the Triwizard, co- you know, yes. <laughs> goes for a Triwizard champion and Harry Potter. So I just wanted to give her props because Mystery Hufflepuff yeah. in book four is really bold <laughs> and I appreciate her. Get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We do have a yeah. couple other more prominent ones. Yes. Uh, Which one of our two two more prominent uh, Hufflepuff ladies do you want to chat about first? Let's chit-chat about Miss Hannah. Miss Hannah Abbott. Hannah Abbott, yes. I like her. We get a lot of her and in, in herbology with them mm-hmm. in class. So we get a lot of talk about her. She's friends with Ernie. So usually you see them chit-chatting. She goss- I wrote a lot of gossiping from her where we just get yeah. like little tidbits around the school. Yes. And that's, yeah, her. that's a lot of, yeah, which is really sweet. You have her like questioning uh, Ernie about mm-hmm. when Ernie's like gossiping about Harry. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but he seems really nice. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I thought that was important that she first called out that he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. And then was like, he also defeated Voldemort. So like, why do you think he's there? So then yeah. the fact that him being a nice person was more important to her to mention, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a lot of guts for her to walk yeah. with Ernie to like apologize later and be like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry. And that's interesting because she is mentioned so much as being the one gossiping about something or she like gossips about Eloise Midget. Like there are different mm-hmm. things she gossips about. And then for her to not take gossip as truth and to judge Harry yeah. for what she's seen of him because they go to class yeah, yeah. together. So I think that's right, actually right, right. kind of interesting and telling about her. Oh, absolutely. And with her more like wanting to be in the know and chatting about mm-hmm. the school, her being shocked, like she was so dead set on, well, it's not Harry, it must be Malfoy. And yeah. when he's like, no, she's like described as being shocked yeah. <laughs> that that's not, you know, oh. she had already jumped ship. She was already there. Yeah. She was already moving. Yeah. <laughs> loyal. To the next you spot. The lo- you got the loyal <laughs> like, buff ready to go. You know, she's already moved on. Like, ah, it must be Malfoy. And her ridiculous theory that, I mean, it wasn't, I say ridiculous, but it really wasn't that ridiculous that her theory for Black being able to get around was that he yeah. could turn into a shrub. <laughs> That and that is like why things to turn like he could do it. But the word, like the best part of that is like she's not wrong. Well, that's what she's like. So he close. can, in fact, turn into something, which is why nobody sees him. Yeah, and he she... can get away with so much. So I love that we were given just like she's almost there. Yeah, she's <laughs> so close to being right, but she is so wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super turning... wrong. So close. Yeah, so so so, so close. That's fun. I enjoy. Yeah, that was a fun random. <laughs> yeah, like a her. fun little moment of like, hey, she's still here. Being yeah. silly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she swapped chocolate frogs with Ernie at the three broomsticks. Like, I think that's really cute that oh, they yeah. have them trading yeah, cards. Like, it's Right, cute. right. They're, they have, like, very much also, which I think is cool because you don't see a lot of male-female friendships mm-hmm. a whole ton in this. You mm-hmm. see Hermione 
and that's it. Because even mm-hmm. when you look at the Quidditch team, they enjoy Fred and George and the yeah. and the guys, but it's usually they have their own girlfriends. Yeah. So I think it's very cool that Hannah and Ernie are truly friends, and they don't yeah. read to me as dating. No, I never. They read very yeah. much like platonic. Yeah. Buds. Yeah, well, I which love is that. nice I love, to see. I love a good platonic relationship. It, like, and it's it, not yeah. just Hermione. We can yeah. all ha- we can all be friends with boys. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. It just and they pop up like every once in a while. Just those two. In the series, she was chosen as a prefect. Yeah. I was so proud of her. That was yeah, really her, cool. her and Ernie. Like it, yeah. uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> BFFs continuing, continuing the line. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she ends so, up yeah. uh, as a member of the DA. So she really mm-hmm. kind of gets, she's a part of like the core students that follow Harry. Yeah. Once she's turned over to Harry, her and she is tied with Ernie a little bit, but both of them together, mm-hmm. like once... They are convinced of Harry. They are quite loyal to him. Yeah. Um, very true to their Hufflepuff name, which is cool because she does. There are moments where it could be questioned and yeah. um, both her and the other lady we'll get to next are mm-hmm. very loyal to him, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Like she's among the group that helps Harry when Crab and Goyle are attacking him on the train at the end of book five. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. She's described a couple times as being frantic about owls in book five. She's so <laughs> nervous. So, so oh my so gosh, you're in the library with like too many books. And yeah. it's like, and they set it up, like they set it up at the beginning where like Fred and George mentioned the girl who lost it the yeah. year that they did owl OWLs. Yeah. And then like, ah, it's going to be her. This year it's Hannah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, I think she's described as having, she has trouble in her transfiguration exam. And I'm like, no, Hannah, poor thing. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. She goes through some stuff. Like, that's a big thing to go through. She loses her mom. She it loses is presumed her mom. that she dies um, yeah. in the book and is taken away from the school and is not returned that year. Yeah. You don't see her again after mm-hmm. that. However, after that, after losing mm-hmm. her mom, mm-hmm. assumed losing her mom yeah. to uh, Death Eaters, she mm-hmm. comes back to hogwarts to fight in the battle of hogwarts yeah i think that's awesome yeah that says a lot to mm -hmm. her loyalty and her her bravery yeah to even come back like you (laughs) after owls you don't have to come back to school so for her to even come back after losing her mom in the midst of the chaos that is the world when voldemort comes back yeah pretty amazing yeah she didn't have to be there and mm-hmm. she still came back. They after the mom was what we presume is killed. They could yeah. have left. Good for her. Do we get any post series stuff about Hannah? Yes, she what ends up her? marrying Neville Longbottom and Aww. becomes and she works at the Leaky Cauldron. She runs it. I like that for her. Yeah, which that that makes sense mm-hmm. to me. I love that she's she's working. She's also uh, she reads to me very like could become similar to like Madame Rosmerta. Yeah. Like I could see her yeah. being that woman because she kind of likes the gossip. She likes to mm-hmm. be in the know, but she also doesn't take it for fact. Like I yes. could see her being that barkeep that mm-hmm. people, she's so open and sweet that they just like give her, give her too much information. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, for sure. She turns into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, she she becomes the landlady of the cauldron. Yeah. So it, I think it it makes, it's cool. It makes sense. Um, yeah. That is not in the books, but that's mm-hmm. more of a, yeah cursed child thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. later i think it's a great person for neville to end up with they've been through a lot together yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes a lot of a lot of sense so that is that is with our hannah abbott and then the other half of our big Mm -hmm. bigger players is susan bones Uh, susan bones is also in their year and she has a little bit what's interesting to me is susan bones has almost more history than she does actual 
activities herself. Yeah, her character development isn't so much as the the connection she has to the the narrative of the story. Is it her aunt is Amelia Bones? Yeah, her great aunt is Amelia Bones, and she also her family was in was killed mm-hmm. by Voldemort because they were in the Order. Yeah, the first time around. Yes, Edgar Bones. Yes, was uh, her her relative that had passed. She has a big history of connection and up in the wizarding world. Mm -hmm. They slowly drop her in here and there, but it's really later in the books where she becomes more important. And this is something they did give to Luna in the movies. Yeah. Which I understand in the books, she is the one who is like, no, can't you produce a Patronus? And is very avid about it. She's yeah. like, my aunt said, she believes you. So like, same. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was a very key moment in the Hogshead initial DA meeting because there was a mm-hmm. lot of, uh, I'm not sure about this. We could get in trouble. And then should Harry really be the one teaching us? And then she comes out right. with, you can produce a full Patronus, right? And kind of yeah. takes that, is that next step into the DA meeting going well. So she plays a big part in it and her belief in him and having the connection with her aunt going over the trial, which is really kind of blown over in the movies too, because yes. Amelia Bones is the head of that trial. Who then later gets killed. Yes. It's like a whole thing. Because she, she's so, yeah, Amelia is such a um, strong woman. I mean, mm-hmm. she fights Fudge. Yeah. In that meeting. Yeah. like she, she. So they see her immediately as a threat mm-hmm. and and kill her for it. And yet yeah. Susan Bones is still still doing it, still still there, still fighting, um, yeah. Yeah. So which she, is very cool. Yeah. She seems like a very independent and strong character. You just don't get a lot of her personality in the books. It's more of her just being part of the DA and being a support. Yes. Yeah. She. I mean, she didn't have a lot of like post-novel stuff. She just is a great support for the DA. I believe she's in yes. the final battle. She loses her yeah. aunt, Amelia, during And her everything. aunt is one of the few people... Who was presumably this? Hers is presumed killed by Voldemort himself. Yes, is that, how threatened mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. by her aunt. Yeah, and <laughs> so. it was one of the first targets after the escape of the Death Eaters. Like it, it was mm-hmm. a very, very big bullseye <laughs> on her family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for her to come back, because she comes back the next year. and mm-hmm. To get splinched. Yep. To get splinched. So like, oh, yeah, Susan's here. So we're going <laughs> to give her another trauma. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't forget about her. <laughs> <laughs> and fights in it. Yeah. And yeah, she's a, great, she's a great example of a Hufflepuff. I wish we got a little bit more about her in the books. I know, because it's so interesting to have that history with the Order mm-hmm. of the Phoenix. Like her family, she, gets, she has family killed in both wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amelia's killed in the second her uncle's killed in the first mm-hmm. and like her uncle being part of the order of the phoenix maybe they didn't tell her um, yeah does she uncle. know about the order but, like, like she may not know but mm-hmm. that could have been such a like interesting mm-hmm. thing that they also were there with the potters and, yeah. and to all connect, of that yeah to have other houses also connect to the order because mm-hmm. we get presumed like mainly gryffindors for the students like parents that were in the old order we really yes. get to meet yes. like neville and harry and and she's one of the few from other houses that we know of for sure. So that mm. would have been cool to kind of connect, being like, we know about the order. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right. But there's oh. only so many pages. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah, not about yeah. Susan Bones. But... We get it. We get it. Yeah. But, but it just like wasn't her. interesting. It was an interesting yeah. character that um, I wish we knew more about. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just her family history. But yeah. 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 So, But I believe that is the wrap up of our yes. Hufflepuffs. Yes. So next up, we have Ravenclaw. So Ravenclaw was founded by Rowena Ravenclaw mm-hmm. and uh, to create a home for clever students 
They were always thirsting for knowledge. So Ravenclaws value originality and knowledge. And they also, which I think is commonly forgotten, they're also known for the creative house. Hmm. They are the artistic house, which I think is often blown over because you're just like, ah, they're smart. Yeah, um, that is but interesting. creativity that is one of the things mm-hmm. that is about Ravenclaws, which you can really tell mm-hmm. with their passwords. Uh, their passwords yeah. are not actual passwords. It is a creative but also intelligent, essentially pop quiz. It, yeah, it's like you get a riddle or a questionnaire, but how you answer it doesn't have to be just a, a multiple choice like question mark. Right. Like it, it can be artistically done and mm-hmm. the door's like cool come on in <laughs> yeah yeah like, i mean how frustrating if you just have a really bad day though and you come up to the door and, and you're you just literally can't get in until yeah. somebody else lets you in <laughs> that's so frustrating oh that'd be <laughs> so like, upsetting that is such an art school thing though yeah it's very right? true um <laughs> now some more famous and notable mm-hmm. ravenclaws mm-hmm is uh, Gilderoy Lockhart is a Ravenclaw. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ollivander is a Ravenclaw. Is and so he? is Sybil Trelawney. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we yeah, shall yeah. talk about her in a later episode. And their head of house is Flitwick. Yes. So, um, and I didn't mention for Hufflepuff, their head of house is Professor Sparrow. But we'll talk more about the professors yes. in a different episode. But yeah, I just like the creative thing because I think mm-hmm. that really ties in with Luna really well. And it's yes. like often forgotten that. Yeah, when you when you just think of a that's Ravenclaw that typically goes to like a bookworm, and yeah. that's not. There's so much more to them than yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. so, so uh, I want to start with the- like an older student, but she plays a pretty <laughs> big role in the series, and she's a ghost, but she was in Ravenclaw, yes. and yeah. that is Moaning Myrtle, and her and name something- is Myrtle Warren. <laughs> yep. And something very funny about her in the movies, I think they do a great job. Mm-hmm. She seems just like the movies and like mm-hmm. in the books. She's, oh, yeah. she's the same person. I mean, yeah. they cut her things here and there because they have to. But like, mm-hmm. she's the same. She is the oldest student. Yeah. She's like in her 30s, 40s <laughs> when she's filming. Yeah. It's yeah. Like she's the actress is, I don't know how old. she nails it, but she just nails yeah, she it. Kills it. Kills yep. it. Like it works really well. Um, mm-hmm. And she looks great. You, She doesn't look yeah. like She's older. Um, they She plays it really well. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those cases that I think they did a great job at, even though they do have to cut things short, that mm-hmm. they still made her her. So uh, yes. there'll be no deviance as we uh, continue on yes. talking about our poor Myrtle. Oh, Myrtle. <laughs> she is fascinating and disturbing. I feel so bad for her sometimes. Like, girl. I, I go in and out. So I go in and out of like being really upset for her and how she yeah. died and her being alone and feeling alone. And then I get really yeah. mad at how much she like kind of abuses other people. So it's really hard <laughs> for me to feel bad for her sometimes. Right. Especially part of her backstory is that she is she has to stay in Hogwarts because she got a restraining order. From the student who found her. she So she stalked the student who found Olive her Hornby. dead. Olive Hornby bullied her so much yes. about her glasses and everything mm-hmm. that she literally would spend hours crying in mm-hmm. that bathroom that she died in. Mm-hmm. And then to dig the nail into the coffin, she's the one who finds Myrtle yep. dead going in to tease her some more. 
So, so not a great understandable person. that a child would yes. come back and go, you know what? F you in particular. Yeah. Haunted her at her wedding. Haunted yeah, her it like stalks yeah. her to it's like Olive's cousin's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the final straw where she like disrupts this wedding well, and then gets to a re- stay at Hogwarts. Yeah. Restraining order now <laughs> now has to stay at Hogwarts. <laughs> so I think she gets her own in the end with that. So she's still very tragic (laughs) as a character. Like, I don't wish her to have died in this way and been lonely. But she also has this personality of, like, stalking the boys. Yeah, it takes her a bit. It takes her a bit to get out of out of her shell because mm-hmm. she is at the beginning and I think part of that boy thing may have been because um, she was around Harry and Ron so much in second year Yeah, because at the beginning of the books of the of book two especially she is this is a girl's bathroom yeah. like she mm-hmm. hates them in there she comments on it multiple times yeah boys are gross uh, mm-hmm. and it isn't until the end of the book that she is like okay maybe boys aren't gross yeah because we like, see her like go through puberty she's young <laughs> She's young and like doesn't yeah. she like doesn't go to the puberty though. She just like Yeah, like it's like, in this weird teenage phase forever, which has gotta never, be a thing. Right, right. You know, the poor thing has like high emotions all the time. Yeah. So like, you know, her everything's all over the place. Like she never got her, you know, her hormones yep. never balanced out. Yep. I could see her before maybe enjoying the school and not saying anything about it. Yeah. But now that she kind of sees them as friends. Yeah, yeah. She like that's why she like presents herself to Harry much more often, and how mm-hmm. in previous years she may have secretly done things mm-hmm. like spied on Cedric. Now she is not afraid to tell her friends. Yeah, <laughs> so she does that. <laughs> Say that yeah, very skeptically because they are not friends. <laughs> yeah, it's she, she. I wrote down a line that just like hit me. It was my <gasps> life was nothing but misery at this place, and now people come along ruining my death. Like such a dramatic. I mean, sad, I would be too though. Yeah, because I don't fault like, her. Oh my gosh, the amount of games she brings up. Yeah, like she didn't invent those. No, she's been in the school for fifty years. And something that I was thinking about. It's tragic to think about all of these games that she brings up and all these things that she talks about that have been mm-hmm. done to her. And these people, most likely, who tormented her for years, are all mm-hmm. still alive. And at this point, their kids are at the school. So she has now yeah. seen these people who treated her terribly grow up, mm-hmm. get married, have kids, have a family, have everything she can't mm-hmm. as a preteen young girl doesn't understand mm-hmm. and is dealing with that. Yikes. I mean, she's a drama queen, but she's also, once again, a kid. She's she not. Is. Yeah. She's not an adult. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this is kind of like super sucks. Yeah, this, yeah, this is <laughs> for like, you. Yeah, I would not want to stay as a teenager my whole life. So, <gasps> or my my whole death. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> forever. Like, forever. For all eternity. Like that's, she's such an f- interesting character that is tragic and is kind of funny at times. Like when she oh, comes yeah. into her own and is friends like in, in book four and is helping Harry right. in the bath. She's comfortable like, and can make yeah. these comments that are silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that she randomly goes to the lake below sometimes and yeah. <laughs> knows what's down there. In the books, she helps Harry in the lake, correct? Yeah. She, she just like sees him and is like, here you go. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like she, she doesn't like assist, but she pops um, up in the middle of yeah, yeah. She's there, like, hello, it's over there, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> so, like, yeah, just yeah. like scooting around, watching her, 
her BFF, mm-hmm. who she was, I think this was cute. And this is another thing that like Ron notices at the end. She's a little disappointed at the end of book two where she's like, oh, you're alive. Yeah. And Ron's like, I think she wanted you to stay with her. Yeah. hundred <laughs> like, percent. And I think he's right. Friend. Yeah. I think he's right. Like, she wants a bestie for all eternity. You know? Right. The poor it's- thing. Because she's with a bunch of ghosts who are so older than her, so much older than yeah. her too. One thing that I'm like, it just didn't age well. Yeah. And I think two things of that that didn't age well. One was the comment about Cedric mm-hmm. that almost all of the bubbles were gone. Yeah. That I don't think aged well because that's like a consent issue because he did not know that you were there. Yeah. That gets really creepy. Really and that fast. I don't like. Um, yeah. I get that like trying to be funny, but like yeah. didn't age. Yeah. The other thing that I really, really disliked mm-hmm. that didn't age well at all mm-hmm. was the suicide joke she makes. Yeah. I tried to kill myself and I'm already dead. Huh? That's not funny. That's no. not funny. Like she was not yeah. saying it as a joke, but it was meant to be drama meant- queen joke. And it just like, yeah. Yeah. It it was the late aughts that those were coming out. And it wasn't funny then, really. Well, that's in the book. Oh, it's in the book. That's right. Yeah. Oh. It's in the book too. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. No, it's still, it's still not yeah. like. Yeah, it's not like, funny. Both circumstances well. are not funny. It was really interesting for book six when she comes up again as Draco's confidant. Because we don't, I, I think yeah. we get that in the movie for like a hot second. But really, if you think about like Draco really confiding in her yeah. of all people she, mm-hmm. is really interesting to me. Yeah, it's, it's another safe haven. It's another yeah. idea he gets from Hermione. He gets a lot of ideas from Hermione, and this is one of them. Unintentional from Hermione, but other ones he does get on purpose from Hermione. Yeah, you learn a lot about her, and she does want that friend. And she does, she, I mean, she is devastated yeah. when he's injured. And mm-hmm. it's tough for her because these are two two people who she sees as friends are mm-hmm. almost like Harry would have killed Malfoy. Yeah. He didn't know it. He didn't yeah, know. Yeah. But he would like, If Snape was not there first, Malfoy would have died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's so you have this ghost who all has a, just wanted a friend and yeah. then kind of thinks she finds them in the Golden Trio and specifically Harry mm-hmm. and then finds it in his rival in book yeah, six, she, which she is probably like even a more meaningful still. friendship because Draco sees her as a confidant, like a real friendship compared yeah. to Harry and then sees both of them attacking each other. Like that's... Well, and- <laughs> I don't even know if she sees him as a, if he sees her as a confident confidant more of he is crying. Yeah. He's in there crying He's like vulnerable she is. With her. Like she is bold. She can see him mm-hmm. doing the same things. Like he did not go to her to to talk. He ran into a room that no one would be in and she happened to be there. I think it's interesting too that she doesn't like any of the girls. She still doesn't super like Hermione. Yeah. And that could be too that she was so bullied by women. Yeah, it does. It definitely Why is that? Feels like- Oh, it's all that women are women. I hate, but anyway, oh. just, just like wondering. Yeah, you think that Myrtle would have found at least there's got to be another student who is being picked on <laughs> in this Apparently school. not. But she does not seek them out to help them. No. So. Nope. Yeah. I, yeah, that was um, something else that I thought was very confusing about mm-hmm. Moaning Myrtle that is not her. But mm-hmm. no, no, no professors, no Dumbledore, no one thought to be like, you know. This girl died from the the thing from Slytherin's chamber. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should ask her about it. Like you're you're telling me no one, yeah. nobody in her in- fifty years of being dead at this school, a single soul was like, oh hey, how'd you die? Yeah. So she if they had thrilled. asked her, she is thrilled to tell yeah. people about like, it. Are you, are you telling me that when it started happening again, 
You didn't go, hey, Myrtle, where exactly did this happen? Let's investigate this. You didn't see a snake on the the faucet. Right. (laughs) You didn't think about it? Like, are you kidding me? And she's not going to tell anybody. She had a whole vendetta. She just died. Like, there, yeah. Yeah, she had stuff to do. She had all of Horby to haunt for the rest of her life. <laughs> I feel like she should have been the number one helper of this case for the Chamber yeah. of Secrets coming back. Like, why did no one ask her? Why yeah, did... It doesn't make any sense. Not a single soul yeah. go, ah, maybe we should ask the person who died. From because this exact then, thing. So I don't know if that was a a Tom Riddle thing that he was able to charm his way out of it because Dumbledore also mm-hmm. wasn't headmaster at the time. It was Dippet. Mm-hmm. And Dippet seemed very excited for it to be over. But yeah. you'd think Dumbledore would have done something. He seems like somebody who isn't confined to the rules of my boss said this, so I'll do it. Yeah, like even if he just had gone and visited her, I feel like he right, would have tried asked. to get all of the information. Right. So that just... I didn't understand that because it's not like she, I mean, she's not like, let me tell you about my death, but she's Mm -hmm. not like sneaky about it. No, she's not trying to hide it. She's like, heck yeah, please let me talk to you more. (laughs) Here, you want to hear about my, she does enjoy telling her death tale. Yeah. Which is, I think, a fascinating trait of hers. It's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to her. It's it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to her. (laughs) Poor girl. Which sucks. Yeah. Like, it's so tragic. You know. (laughs) Yeah, but she's Goodness. a Ravenclaw. Yeah, she was she was one Care of the biggest dude. like side character. Yeah, uh, Ravenclaws. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting to me that we never find out how old she is, what age she was when she dies. Yeah, we because... don't get exact. We know that she died in forty three. Yeah, but that's but... it. You don't get to know because I mean, for all we know, she has she has pimples and everything. So yeah, she could be anywhere from like twelve to fifteen, like truly anywhere in that age. <laughs> Oof, that's a rough age to die. And be to be forever. in for the rest of your life. For the rest of your oh my god. For the rest of your death. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Let's uh quick go through some of our um mentioned mm-hmm. Ravenclaws, the group of students that went in with Harry his first mm-hmm. year, who are never mentioned again. <laughs> um, Mandy Brocklehurst nice. and Lisa Turpin. Welcome mm-hmm. to Ravenclaw. Yes. Come on down. <laughs> Um, I I think one of my favorite. Oh, another one that doesn't get mentioned again. Um, Orla Quirk, who I gets have her, yep. mm-hmm. she gets uh for uh the book other four. creepy boy in book four. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite mentioned like three times total. Mm-hmm. But her family's mentioned a, a few other times. Mm-hmm. Is Miss Fawcett? Yes, Miss Miss Fawcett, who they don't say her first. I was gonna name. say I have a question mark. They Fawcett. Just- <laughs> They just say Fawcett. Uh-huh. Um, her family is mentioned a little bit. Her family mm-hmm. is mentioned like they live by, they they live, I think, close to the Weasleys. Mm-hmm. They're like casually mentioned of like, oh, are they coming to the, yeah. the national? Yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. like not her specifically, just like the family as a unit. Yeah. But yeah, she is mentioned very, very few times. Mm-hmm. One is getting a nosebleed during the, mm-hmm. uh, the failed dueling club. Yep. And she gets 10 points taken from Ravenclaw. <laughs> Yep. Oh, for uh, making out. Yeah, with I got Stebbins a, like, from caught in bushes. Caught in bushes <laughs> yeah. with Stebbins. And, and that is where Snape. you find out. Yeah, and that's where you, of course, because no other teacher is going to take yeah, points for making out. That's fair. No, of course, it's Snape. Um, and that is where you find out her house. 
So yes. you hear Miss Fawcett earlier, but you don't get to know what her house is until he specifically takes it from Ravenclaw, which also is a little bit sexist. Why don't you take mm. it from Stebbins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stebbins didn't. Did Stebbins didn't get, get it removed? I, mean, I don't what? think so. No. What? What? And then also in book four, she does attempt to break the circle and does not and gets beard. Yes. So really, she's been put <laughs> so, in the book to fail. Like she uh-huh, just uh-huh. gets caught and yep. fails so many times. Not talked about again. <laughs> oh, poor Fawcett. Well, Miss Fawcett, whoever your first name, whatever your first name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here. You made us giggle <laughs> approximately three times. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mystery the- Hufflepuff. We have question mark Fawcett. <laughs> Doing great. And we are going to talk about Cho in a different episode because she is yes. like the one, the biggest. She's a main character yeah, in Ravenclaw. Um, some of the books. So now that we know she's a student, <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about her in a different episode. But she does have a friend who plays a pretty big role in this. But before we get to Marietta, we also have Marietta. a girlfriend who shows up to be a girlfriend and that's really it. But we get she does. She does. It's Penelope Clearwater. It's a pretty name. It's such it's, a it's nice a very, name. Like, uh, we need to give Percy like a pretty girl girlfriend name. Yes. Yes. It does <laughs> seem. But she get, we get a little bit of her personality and that she makes a bet with him mm-hmm. about the Gryffindor Quidditch match. So that's kind of cute. Ginny she, catches uh, them. Snogging. She has money, though, but doesn't know that he doesn't have money. That was yeah. funny. That was, she bets mm, not mm-hmm. like a couple of sickles, like 10 galleons. So I don't yeah. know if that was like Percy got overexcited and wanted to show off and like she didn't question him. Yeah, he's really lucky that that worked out. Yeah, he's <laughs> really lucky know. that worked out for him. Yeah, that would not have gone well. <laughs> and she must have known Quidditch at least a little bit mm-hmm. because she is very excited to see the fireball. Like she yes. asks, she's very polite about it. She asks Harry to, to see it. And, and while Percy's like, being a dingbat about like mm-hmm. oh yeah i know him yeah <laughs> she's just like checking it out and like passes it back and says thank you and like mm-hmm. moves on she's a little sweet. bit be a little bit what she likes with the quidditch yeah. and um, she definitely is more into her physical appearance too yes which i think is a very normal girl thing oh for sure that hermione goes back and forth from being like no that's dumb but yes yeah. it's cool which yeah. is weird to me but she is very confidently anyway see her as a very like the average Mm-hmm. of how they feel about their image because like she's the one mm-hmm. who had the compact that Hermione used yes um it wasn't Hermione's it was hers and then also I think it's so funny that her little her her picture that they have of her she's like when she has spots she's like yeah. desperately like doesn't yeah. want Percy to see yeah <laughs> oh you know it just seems yeah. like a cute sweet and she I mean bless her for putting up with Percy because man yeah. does he get annoying yeah like we she's dated about- for like over a year yeah, she dates him for a while, and then I will give her credit for not sticking around during his craze. So- yeah, when he <laughs> actually gets to the ministry, like, yeah, girl, get out. Yeah. Get out. I hope she ends up in a much happier situation. Yes. <laughs> she was really sweet. I think it was it was interesting to me that I wasn't as big of a fan of, because she is also a prefect. She, mm-hmm. you know, but something that I didn't like, and I, I think this was truly just to tie her explicitly, explicitly to Percy. Mm-hmm. She's not named, like, until she is petrified. She's literally yeah. not named until the twins are like, oh, yeah, that, that girl is Penelope Clearwater. She's he, she's upset because she was a prefect, too. Yeah. Like, we meet her multiple times Yeah, in book two and do not get her name. It's Percy's girlfriend. And that's- yeah, and that's it. They don't even mention her her name when they bring her up into and they're they're both petrified yeah nobody's brought to see her yeah it's just it's just they're brought to see Hermione I do Mm -hmm. think that is very cool of her and says a lot to her character that this young girl who wasn't at the Quidditch match as well 
like Hermione immediately tells this prefect, which feels very Hermione to me. Yeah. And that like about the situation and Penelope's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll get you. I'll help you. Like, let's yeah. go. Gives her the mirror and is with her. Like they're yeah. both is just on it with her. Yeah. Convinced this all makes sense. Yeah. That gets going um, over a lot. Like yeah. you just don't. Yeah. That's a big moment. <laughs> right. Can you imagine if any, if, if, some, if, if a younger student ran up to you and was like, I know what's in the chamber of snakes. There's a big snake in the school. (laughs) (laughs) Like she, if she didn't fully trust Hermione, she would have died. Yeah. Because she would have been looking for it, not Mm -hmm. looking in the mirror. Yeah. So I think that's, that's just something interesting about her character as well, I think. Yeah. She's a, she's a smart one. She listens to reason and and knows who's, who to trust. So. Yeah. (laughs) But she's in it very little, but. She's a cute, she has an impact. Yes. Yeah, can't believe because she she starts dating him at the end mm-hmm. of book one, all of book two. Yes. Dates him all of book three. Yes. Over two years. Yeah. We don't get He's any info about as... the breakup either. Like we just. No. But I, I agree with you. I'm I'm sure she saw what he was becoming and was like, nah. Yeah. And he probably didn't think anything of it because he was well, yeah. I'm in ministry now. I, I'm, yeah, I'm important. But, I have things yeah. to do. Yeah, I, I have a feeling, my gut tells me that as soon as he got that job, he completely started ignoring her and she was like, yeah. and peace. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can do better. Yeah. You're being weird. Yeah. So good on you, Penelope Clearwater. Yeah. Impressed that he got you with yes. how pretty you are described and how chill you are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you dated down for a little bit. So yeah. I hope you dated up. <laughs> Truly. Yeah, yeah. Shall we move to, um, yes. we do love Cho Chang. Mm-hmm. But Cho Chang, who are you? Who are who your you friends? You? Who are who are your friends? I was really upset that Marietta wasn't in the movies because she was such a big character in book five. She was just the stick in the mud because yeah. she didn't do anything. She didn't change. No. She didn't arc. There was nothing. All she just was super super against Harry the whole time, and then tells she she's the one who outs to the yeah. the DA to the school. Yeah. Which and makes that's sense. It. That's all she does. That Cho doing but, it doesn't make really make sense. No, they it try to make cover it up with the verit, uh, veritaserum and all that. Mm-hmm. But but her she from the beginning yeah. didn't want to be at the Hogshead. But right, it, it does show her she loyalty to Cho. Yeah, that she came along anyway and was putting herself in so much danger because we do get that her her mom works for the ministry. We, yeah, but. So does all half the other I know. members. <laughs> it doesn't. Ex- I'm not excusing her it's her just, choice. She's she's just yeah not nice. And um, I was very confused when Cho was still her friend later. Um, yeah, and I think it's well deserved that she gets a nasty face for and no one the while. fixes it. No one knows how to fix it. That fascinates me. Well, uh, Hermione never tells anybody that she did it. And that yeah, that's a whole other thing that I have she in Hermione's notes of like, why did she to... not tell anyone after that was fixed? Like yeah. she comes back the next year in book six. It's better. It's better, but it's, but it's not it's, gone. It's not gone. So she's been dealing with this for a year. She deserves it. But yeah, it's it surprises me that Cho is so loyal after that and tries to defend her. I mean, it's yeah, it's tough. It's I hard. see like at, at right at the get go when it first happened, I could see that maybe it hasn't sunk in yet mm-hmm. of what she did. Yeah. But to then be on the train with her the yeah. next year is kind of what yeah, bothered it, me a bit. I'm like, what cause does she have in you? I, I wonder, she literally yeah. shows nothing else. Everything yeah. else. The only thing she does in this book, and it happens multiple times, is mm-hmm. glowers at Harry and mm-hmm. tries to get Joe away from him. That's it. And she doesn't 
change. She doesn't apologize. She no. Doesn't do and I get the feeling maybe they've been friends forever. Like maybe it's a an yeah. old friend, which is why Cho would stick by her and forgive her. Right. And, maybe and maybe she really yeah. likes Cedric. And maybe she thinks Cho being with Harry is a bad idea. So she's trying to be a good friend. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, and it, she may be the only friend that stuck around after that. Yeah. Because Cho used to be seen every time she's described as around a crowd of girls. She was very yeah. popular. And yeah. now she only has this one friend. Yeah. Um, which I also thought was interesting that they don't name her for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's not named like the first handful of times you meet her. And then you have to like connect the dots like, oh, it's that person who it's was this with. It's this girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was with Cho and so I I have mixed feelings because obviously she deserved the <laughs> the jinx that happened yeah um, I, we assume that later it probably yeah. gets changed and we stuff, hope that maybe someday she doesn't have to deal with it <laughs> it's covered with makeup but even yeah. yeah even when push comes to shove at the end she has to be confunded yeah because she's still like without any serum she's mm-hmm. still like these people and this that's a big deal for her mm-hmm. to do that Mm-hmm. That is beyond just, oh, my friend wants to date this guy I don't like. Yeah. No, that's you're condemning everyone to yeah. potential expulsion mm-hmm. because of this. So to do that, it makes and me want to know what co- like what was the push? Yeah. Like what was the final straw? Did Umbridge corner her and she broke? Like what? No, she didn't break. She went to her. Oh, she went to... Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to yeah. help you. <laughs> she went to Umbridge. It was after... Christmas. So I don't know if this was she had talked to her and had found out that that mm-hmm. they were kind of maybe together and like, yeah, but I don't know. It, yeah, she went to her. That's why Umbridge is so excited. She's like, you just came to my office and told me like there was not a that's right. She wasn't serum mm-hmm. moment voluntarily went and went, I'm going to throw all these people on the bus. And something else that bothers me mm-hmm. is it at this point, especially with the DA would not be a secret that she is abusive. Yeah, because multiple people have bloody hands and yeah. ruined hands. Mm-hmm. Like it's not in the movies they make it seem like it's just Harry. It's not. Mm-hmm. Lee Jordan also has bloody hands and we can only assume mm-hmm. that others do as well and Lee Jordan is part of the DA. So you're telling me yeah. after how many of these sessions with just you and for them to not notice Lee or Harry mm-hmm. couldn't use their hand for a yeah. session or two? Like yeah. I would find that hard to believe. You know, so yeah, you know really, what the consequences ugh. are. You know, like ugh. for her to go to that's why I don't understand that there wasn't a breaking point that we saw in the book for Marietta, that it just yeah. happened. It ha- it's it felt like convenient timing yeah. without like I, potential cause. It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does I the thing I do like about her is that mm-hmm. that made me frustrated with the movie. And I get that they needed to do this, but Cho was always on their side. Yeah. She just was going through a lot. So to have yeah. that person be the bad guy and take the fall and do it, I think was yeah. really important because in the movies, it makes it seem like Cho's the bad guy. Yeah, that's why which I, is not I understand why they did it just to cut out so much and to make a clean break with Harry in the movie. Yeah. But it really is a discredit to who Cho is, which is sad. Yeah. Hands down. Sorry, Marietta. Yeah. You have to live with boils and stuff all over your face yeah, for the rest of your Raven. life. Uh, the, yeah, final, yeah. the final big Ravenclaw member that I have is Padma. Yes. yes. With a Ravenclaw. <laughs> According a Ravenclaw. to the books. <laughs> and in the movies, they like throw her into Gryffindor sometimes. What? Like, yeah. what? Mm-mm. Padma mm-hmm. is a Ravenclaw. And you don't really get to meet her or hear really anything about her other than her yeah. initial sorting mm-hmm. until book four. Yeah. Um, and there's casual mentions previously of people being nervous about like, oh, what? Like siblings are always in the same house. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, the, the twins are not. 
<laughs> which is really cool. I think that's a really cool yeah. thing. And that's interesting. I think too, I couldn't find solid evidence of this, but mm-hmm. it feels very much like they, it's never said, it's it's kind of mentioned that they aren't identical because mm-hmm. Harry does make a comment saying like, oh, I hope Padma's nose is squarely in the center of her face. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. it is implied that they are not identical, mm-hmm. which also sets them more apart at being like different. Yeah houses which i think is super cool and i wish we saw them saw more of that yeah it was really cool and it also made the moment when pavardi got her a date so much more fun because it wasn't just someone there to ask where i it makes me sad that neither of them had dates that late in the game that so i have a theory about that (laughs) okay they are also the prettiest girls in the grade yes like literally as all the boys are together Mm -hmm. getting ready and they're like what the heck you're the prettiest girls in the grade of the year how calls them years not Mm -hmm. grades I'm sorry, American. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I think it was an intimidation thing. Mm. I wonder if the other boys in the year and stuff were like we can't intimidated. Yeah. Because also when you look at, and we'll talk about them later and get back to Padma, but like mm. just because we're on this topic yeah. of, yeah. of the ball, Pavardi and Lavender are often seen together and Lavender is easily the more giggly one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Pavardi is definitely more put together mm-hmm. and more outgoing and more outwardly strong. In her classes and stuff, Yeah. So I could see, especially with when you meet Padma and how like no nonsense she is, yeah. I could see them being intimidated by these two girls. I could see that. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I also was confused, too. Like, how are the two prettiest girls in the year not taken already? And then yeah. maybe it's because they're all intimidated mm-hmm. by these two strong women. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, Padma, yeah. within seconds of seeing Ron is like, ah, this <laughs> This is what you got me. <laughs> That's why it's so cool when when they're not in the common room when she meets him in the entrance hall and has to deal with whatever is in front of yeah. her. And, and this is another moment too where for some reason the movies they match them, but yeah. they're not. They're in totally different colors. She's in bright turquoise. Like Padma's in like this beautiful turquoise. Yeah, you know, like they're not even remotely in the same color. But just sulky at the dance and something I felt so bad for her. I yeah. felt so bad for her. Yeah. So Pavardi, I think overall had a pretty good time at the ball. Yeah. She she got like the beginning of it wasn't it was really just a couple minutes of some sulkiness sitting mm-hmm. with her sister like are we going to do stuff. Padma not knowing Ron mm-hmm. or Hermione outside of classes yep. or Harry for that matter outside mm-hmm. of whatever her sister has told her in classes watches a massive fight go yeah. down between Ron and she's just sitting there she's just sitting there watching it happen she waits she she could have left she doesn't she chooses yeah. to wait watches watches the literal shit show mm-hmm. and then like later this is like a page later she's like can you dance with me at all fine and then leaves yeah like, like she sticks it out way longer than yeah. I would have because she didn't ask <laughs> yeah. for this day it was gotten for her she witnesses this huge fight he never like Pavardi at yeah. least got to dance because she was with a champion. So like, yeah, yeah, go girl. Oh, and she and she enjoys Harry. Yeah, and yeah, we'll talk like about it, that later. But yeah, yeah, she she had a good time. And Poor Padma got no dancing. Sticks with him for this a huge chunk of the ball, and then finally leaves. So like, good on her for yeah. trying to stick to her date. But but like, you should have left way sooner, girl. <laughs> I will say, I I love the moment when she joins her sister on the uh-huh. dance floor and she's with the Bobatons. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost like another one came as if conjured by an Accio charm. I mean, that just mm-hmm. cracked me up because they are yes. pretty. And by the end of the dance, they're crowded yeah. by boys from Bobaton because 
once again, I think they're not intimidated by them because yeah. they don't know what they're like. They don't know how mm-hmm. strong. And Padma seems very like quiet and put together. And mm-hmm. I mean, she sits there for that whole fight. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Does the same thing. She's more of a watcher. Yeah. So, but they don't know that. They just see these two well, And then they meet girls. them at Hogsmeade. They have plans for like, I yeah. love that the Patel twins get the boys. That's why I'm yes. so sad in the movies when the Bobaton boys aren't existent because I'm like, but what about the Patel twins? Because they yeah. get it. Like, Give them their moment. Give them their moment. Yeah. Let them be the beautiful girls that they are. Yeah. And maybe so happy. So happy in the books when they're like, oh, we're going to go meet some of the boys at Hogsmeade. I'm like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Because they got a date. They got yeah. like one of them got like an actual like date. But you're mm-hmm. like, yes. Yeah. Yes, girl. She then mm-hmm. later becomes prefect, which totally makes sense. Good for her. Yep. She seems very book smart. Gets yep. done. Just the way that she like calmly sits there with Ron. I keep referencing that, but like that says so much about her character. Yeah, that's what we get. <laughs> we don't get a lot of moments with Padma to really get to know her. So like right. we have to take what we get and that's, create yeah. a character out of her. Something with her that I think mm-hmm. is interesting is that I'm not sure if it's I don't think Pavardi says we had to convince our parents to stay. I mm-hmm. think Pavardi says I. Yeah, I was curious about what the the home situation is fascinating with the Patel twins because they they seem to want to stay, or at least Pavardi does. Yeah, I mean Padma stays with her, obviously, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it just was was interesting because Padma is so much more logical. She may mm-hmm. see the this isn't safe. Yeah, but I'll go with you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so she stays with she stays at Hogwarts, but I could see. I could see a moment where they had a discussion about it. And they, yeah. you know, they they leave for home when Hogwarts is attacked in book six. Yeah. So and they, they do finally And go. they don't come back the next year. They are not mentioned. I like, have that they're in the room she? of requirement. I oh, have, yes. Yes. Yeah, they, they are in. The, so they yeah, did they, come back. They, they come, come back, back and they're mentioned to oh. as being in the hideout with everyone. Yes. And um, they do go fight then because mm-hmm. everybody has to leave. But it's very, oh, so it's very passing. It's like one sentence when they, yeah, they say yeah. that the twins are probably in there or something. Right. Um, Which seemed strange to me that they would leave. I mean, they back. leave yeah. before the morning on yeah. uh, year, year six. Like nobody yeah. says goodbye to them because they're gone. And that's that's interesting to me. Uh, so they would come back now, when the Death Eaters are teaching? <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. <laughs> so yeah, I was confused by that. So maybe that's why my brain like didn't clock it. But yeah. something... That I didn't know about Padma because I didn't read Cursed Child. So there's an alternate timeline in the Cursed Child. Ugh, okay. <laughs> where Padma and Ron get married. What? And have a child. I mean, uh-huh. she would never go out with him after the Yule Ball. So what kind no. of multiverse weirdness is this? <laughs> well, they changed something that happens in the fourth book. Okay. Mm. But... So but an yes. alternate universe in the Cursed Child, which is technically canon, but it's not. No, this <laughs> is like a weird alternate like moment in, okay. in Cursed Child. It's not like okay, super crazy. But yeah, in an alternate reality, they get. Doesn't make any sense to me. Married and have a son. Cool. <laughs> like neither of them would work together. No, like, neither. Like, not like, in any way. Like, not even a little bit. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Like, Ron needs someone to kick him in the butt, but not that hard. No, she would not put up with that. Absolutely not. We only get a glimpse of her in the book, and I just cannot believe that she would put up with anything like that. Hard pass, hard pass. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. But I believe that is the end of our... um, Our Ravenclaw. Our Ravenclaw students. Yes. Moving on to our Slytherin students. Slytherin House was founded by Salazar Slytherin, and he is the one who famously left the quartet, if you will, yes. um, because he only wanted pure bloods. He does, you know, really like who he feels will be 
the most ambitious and strongest and, mm-hmm. and things like that. He keeps an eye out for the elite, if you will. Yes. They are, Slytherins are categorized as being very protective. Um, mm-hmm. They can be aggressive mm-hmm. and very competitive. They do make powerful enemies, which you see mm-hmm. in this book very much. The Bloody Baron's the ghost of that house. He's terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, <laughs> oof. And notable Slytherins. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, when I say these notable Slytherins, I'm trying to list ones that aren't, that are actually like big and famous and not just like Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and fair. like ones in the book. Yeah. So for this one, which uh, they did give a little after in different canons, not in the books, is Merlin. Merlin is mm-hmm. Slytherin. That is our little the, snakies. Uh, things yep. of <laughs> our, our little snakies. And there yep. aren't very many uh, women mentioned. There's not a whole bunch of named ones. Um, a lot of a lot of the Slytherin house is kind of lumped into like a group of girls. We don't spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with them because they're seen as the evil house because it's easier just to do that. <laughs> but it's dumb. It's it's really it's unfortunate. I think they had a they had a chance to like make life complicated by having good people in Slytherin and then just didn't. But I, I have a lot of feelings. I'll probably go on rant in after hours about that at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. join you. Like that's really frustrating. <laughs> So, I mean, there's really one of them I have feelings about. The other one, I'm like, yeah, you needed a bad girl. You needed a generic bad girl. Get it. Yeah. Other than Millicent and Pansy, were there any others that you wanted to? I didn't have any. Like, even in the sorting, in the sorting hat scene, there hardly, I didn't even write down any that get sorted in the Slytherin. No, because, yeah, like boys do. Yeah, but there's hardly any girls. they don't mention any girls listed. Which really shows a lot when you're pulling apart specifically the women interesting yeah, well, yeah maybe maybe it's on purpose so that because she does categorize it as evil maybe it was like supposed to make it like men are more evil but it's all complicated and and messy and i don't like it so. yeah i also don't like that the two women that we do talk about are described as essentially ugly yeah that bothers me because to yeah. me and pansy's the bigger one of the characters but mm-hmm. she seems like this stereotypical queen bee fat like mean girl yeah of and the i school. didn't mind that no i, yeah, I think you get it one was, of those like it, it makes yeah, sense it was kind of nice to have i was kind of bummed that they kept forgetting about her because like yeah uh she wasn't you know she was in book one the only the only sorting mentioned is millicent they don't mention yeah. pansies mm-hmm. and then they just like continuously forget about her or mm-hmm. she sometimes has a group of friends she sometimes doesn't yeah um sometimes it's the girl gang just to finish bolster road real quick she's yeah, 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 also go, the go. reason why it's a cat yeah <laughs> in the book too why because she has cat hair on her yeah um, but she's put in for that moment <laughs> yeah i mean she also is described as large mm-hmm. square heavy jaw mm-hmm. aggressive mm-hmm. and is bigger than harry she gets hermione into a chokehold yeah and she's so much bigger than harry that harry has trouble getting her off hermione yeah is what? everyone in, why is everyone in slytherin just a big brute that doesn't make right. sense and to then me Pansy, at all Pansy's face like a pug. I think she was cute. The movies, I think they cast yeah. her really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked what they did in the movies because that's how I envisioned her. She seems like she probably was pretty, probably got to be the mm-hmm. mean, nasty girl. And yeah, yeah. like is pretty much only mentioned when she's mocking Harry or oh, yeah. she, like making so, fun she of She gets them. into it with Hermione as like yeah. the big one is yeah. you have this like girl rivalry. Yeah. And then it peters off. And it... Just, and she's interesting too because I feel like she's kind of pinned as the girl who wants to date Draco. Because she's always with him. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting relationship that we don't really get to I mean, like, she get much of. looks for greatness as per yeah. her family lineage. Mm-hmm. She has family who was in uh, Minister of Magic. And she wasn't so, traditionally a Death Eater. Like, the, like her family wasn't Death Eaters, um, right? I, maybe we don't know. Let me double check. 
But uh, it, if you're know. in the ministry. They do have the list of all the, the Death Eaters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she seems shocked when, not shocked, but she seems a little more surprised when Draco in book six is talking about like the Dark Lord specifically. And she's not, she's still on board, it feels like, but not as necessarily as happy about it. I don't know. Right. Maybe well, I'm maybe also, she doesn't want she doesn't want him to leave. <laughs> yeah. This is her her mm-hmm. she you know. Yeah. She's stroking his hair while his head's in her lap. Like, that she is wants such him. a weird description to me. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. hmm, okay. So she just I always really pictured them as dating at that moment. I thought so too. Like they go to the Yule Ball together in book four. Mm-hmm. Also, like when she's made her appearance is made of fu- fun of by Hermione, it could just be petty. But I don't think Draco would date someone who isn't gorgeous. I oh, feel no. like he'd be oh, absolutely shallow not. enough. Like that family would expect mm-hmm. him to go to the Yule Ball with a gorgeous like pure blood. A, a Slytherin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, and she's no, wearing pink. She's wearing like fluffy pink or something is how it really, is. Yeah, like, yeah, really yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that. Okay. I get it. Like that's it's the mean girl aspect. You're being feminine. You're being, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just was bummed that she was in and out of it because I thought yeah. it was kind of nice to have that mm-hmm. that girl adversary. Yeah. Although they brought her up at the end in a great moment, being like, Well, I guess we'll just like why don't we just like give Harry to them? Yeah. And when the whole school <laughs> Like unanimously is like she'll be first. Yeah, that's her out. (laughs) That's a very bold statement to make in the middle of people who are clearly on Harry's side. Right. I do enjoy that they bring her back for a big moment. Um, Because of course she was at the school. She had no problems. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't in any. She wasn't in any danger. Yeah, she's she is prefect. We get it. We get her to be Mm -hmm. the Slytherin prefect, which is fun. You know, which is because, like, can't give it to Millicent. We don't know any other Slytherin names, so we'll give yeah, it to Yeah, it's her. She has to be it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we have her conducting Weasley as our king in the Quidditch crowd. So, yeah, anytime she's mentioned, it's always to, she's, to poke at yeah. something. Um, which is fun. And, like, I didn't yeah. I didn't mind her at all. Like, There's allowed it, to be rivalries. Right. Something? I just was bummed that, like, mm-hmm. she was in and out of it. Like, it's yeah. like, just make her. Because then later she loses all her friends. Yeah. Later she just becomes part of the trio. Yeah, which is weird. She would have, like, a, I feel like she has five, an entourage. Yeah, by book five, she no longer has an entourage and it is depicted as her with Malfoy. It's like she started dating him and now they're just together. Yeah, I feel like Um, she she doesn't end up with him. Uh, Yeah, she doesn't end up with him. They don't end up together. But I don't know why they got rid of her friend group and just Mm -hmm. like put her in with Crabbe and Goyle. That seemed very strange to me. I get the sense that when she would become a prefect, she would end up with like lower lower year minions she seems like that kind of person to, to gain the power of like minion yeah. southern girls which would have been really fun i do appreciate in book six she says that jenny people find jenny attractive oh, yeah. so she doesn't yeah, seem she... catty about it it's just like oh yeah people no. think jenny's really like, attractive. What people talk about yeah, yeah. It, she's not catty all the time <laughs> right <laughs> just, uh... she's stating a fact yeah yeah <laughs> And I don't hate rival. Uh, I we've discussed before. Like rivalry is very different than woman on woman hate. Even yeah. if it is catty, she is put as the rival of Hermione, but doesn't Hermione really doesn't get a rival? Like it's no. It, and she could have. Yeah. She had one for like a half second. Parkinson. Yeah. But just to round it out, Parkinson, mm-hmm. the Sacred Twenty Eight. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people we've mentioned are in that list. Mm-hmm. The Abbots are part of the Sacred Twenty Eight. Mm-hmm. Millicent Bulstrode. Ah, there she is. <laughs> and uh, so is. Parkinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd have to so be a pure blood the... to, for Draco to hang out with her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. hands down. And unlike Crab and Goyle, her name, like her family name, is not brought up as a Death Eater. That is currently active. Right. No. And yeah, n- wasn't mm-hmm. in the past either. They're yeah. like, I mean, they're on their side. But... Yeah. 
Yeah, so it seems like she was, when Draco was talking about it on the train, it feels like she was a little hesitant about how deep in he was, but wasn't stopping him. Oh, Um, no, no, no. It feels a little narcissist-y to me, (laughs) where she never becomes (laughs) one, but is around, around Right. Yeah, she's a great mean girl. I I wanted more of her, actually, in it. I think it's a great I know. That's why I was, like, kind of bummed that they just, like, kind of got rid of her a little bit. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Unfortunately, those are our two ladies from Slytherin. (laughs) So annoyed they couldn't. No more? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. What can you do? But we have a lot of Gryffindors. (laughs) Yes. So let's let's get into the Gryffindors. Yep, yep. So Gryffindor was founded by Godric Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the classic traits of brave, proud, um, those kinds of things. Tend to have lots of courage, Mm -hmm. determination, chivalrous, but they can be very reckless (laughs) at times. Yes, yes. Oh, and the head of house for Slytherin is Snape Mm -hmm. and Slughorn won for a second. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So sorry about that. And this one is Minerva. Yes. McGonagall. Yeah. Will, uh, I'm so excited to talk about her, her later in another episode. Oh my gosh, yes. There are quite a few Gryffindors. Mm-hmm. So we are going to get through some of the more mentioned yes. ladies. Yes. And then we'll work our way up. As for girls who are just like casually mentioned or not in it very much, you mm-hmm. have like Laura Madley, who's sorted into Gryffindor mm-hmm. with... The creepy boy. Yes. The only other one that you get for a hot second is Ramil Devane. She's in one, one book. Yeah, she's in one, one book. In book four, we have Natalie McDonald. Oh, yes. Assorted. Book five, Pat- uh, Patricia Stimson was the oh, girl yeah. who Fred and George said was fainting during the owls in their year. And we have Vicky Grobisher, who tried out for Keeper, but was too busy with all her other clubs. Yes. I have that <laughs> under all the Quidditch ladies. Yes, yes. Is where I have Those are my, my random, the random ones. Yeah, Romilda Vane gets a lot of attention for being in one book. But she does, she has, she has an interesting part in the book. She is, you know, responsible for the eventual poisoning of Ron, circumstantially. Yeah. She pops up in book six, and she is a fourth year student who is always surrounded by a group of giggling girls and is trying to be Harry's girlfriend. <laughs> just trying and very and not hard. Not even for him. No, just without consent. Without consent is so. I don't give her rude. any credit. That She's is so. It's so I hate that. Yeah, it's very specifically doesn't like Harry for anything other than his popularity. She becomes yeah. the mean girl because she's covered. She's surrounded by a group of giggling girls. Is introduced by telling Harry he doesn't have to sit with, like, these losers because you can sit with us. And then tries to get Harry to ask her to this Slughorn party. Tries to manipulate to him with chocolate that is put a po- love potion into. So Gosh. it's she's furious when Harry kisses Jenny. And I'm like, girl, he never liked you. Why are yeah, you mad? No. <laughs> it's, she's such an odd addition. It's just... It, and then, like, literally never comes back like she she yeah. survives the battle of hogwarts and that's yeah that's all we it. get because she's in the movies yeah she's on all of the Pottermore wiki thing but she's re- i mean she's really not important no she's like, really not all. i really feel like that <laughs> could have been cut things. out and it could have been like someone gave him chocolates as an admirer i feel like she could have been skipped it's just yeah it i mean i don't mind having like a villain if that makes sense yeah in gryffindor i think yeah. that's good to have yeah but it just seemed weird like, they were like, oh, we're just going like, to have a rando. Like, pick like, a rando that does this. Yeah, it, yeah. Who's, like, been here this whole time, but, like... Um, but we never heard of her before, ever. 
Yeah. <laughs> just now. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Well, uh, you get a nice villain in Gryffindor because I get, yeah, that is kind of nice to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she gets yeah, a lot more credit that. than than I would. So we and don't she have to do anything. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do anything. It's like, what the we, uh, we also have um, Demelza Robin. Who is? Oh yeah, uh, she's one of the Quidditch. One of the, the Quidditch, yeah, one of the Quidditch chasers who is only in after the others have graduated. Does her job well. We don't really get much. She has her <laughs> nose broken by Ron because Ron accidentally. Poor punched Ron her. does a lot of noses. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of noses. He does. Poor guy. Yeah, and Doesn't Harry actually fixes he it, tries. so that's kind of cool. She gets a moment. Yeah. You know, Harry fixes it. She's good at dodging bludgers. That's about all we get from Demelza. But she's a good segue mm-hmm. into our Gryffindor chaser ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's three girls that are uh, on the Gryffindor Quidditch team that, I mean, I was honestly surprised mm-hmm. uh, when taking notes on them mm-hmm. that they're like three pages yeah, almost so... of notes with the yeah. three of them. Because now it is three three girls that, mm-hmm. that they have notes on, but they are mentioned a lot because it's an important part of Harry's school yeah. career is, yeah. is with them. The Quidditch ladies are really great. And I the one I have the most stuff for is Angelina. She becomes the captain. Oh, yeah. I love that we get a person of color. Who is story. not mentioned as a person of color for a few books. Yeah, that's true. I don't have she's, it until book four is when she's That's described. when they talk about it. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. I have them pretty even across the board. Mm-hmm. Angelina, maybe a little bit more. But uh, yeah, she just gets more stress when she becomes the captain. Like she spends most yes. of book five trying to <laughs> trying to put the together a semblance. I feel so bad for her yeah. in book and, five. Right. But to to start from the, from the beginning yes, so yes. we can get their like their arcs. Yes. Angelina does start as a very strong feminist. Yes. She's yeah. like and women. Yeah. She's very proud mm-hmm. to be. She is pretty much described as the best chaser on the team. So it yeah. makes total sense that she becomes captain later. Yeah. And Katie Bell was a chaser, and Elisa Spinnett mm-hmm. was a reserve player mm-hmm. the previous year, which is the only time we talk about reserve players. They never talk about it again. Yeah. They never they not- have reserve players. Yeah. They have to have actual tryouts for the rest of the books. Weird. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, Alicia, Alicia, Alicia is fourth year by book two. Yes. Angelina, I think, is in the same. I think they're, yeah, they leave at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then Katie is in between yeah harry and mm-hmm. and them mm-hmm. i think it's so funny that they all what's interesting to me is that they're not like they don't like seek out fred and george yeah outside of like quidditch stuff but yeah. they are all so comfortable with each other i think it's so funny that mm-hmm. alicia lets fred sleep on her shoulder yes. snore while she is also asleep yeah they're during, both nodding off at practice just like on each other like yeah. very casual yeah <laughs> Yeah. While Wood is having his like O Dark 30 meeting. You know? It's very, it's another <laughs> like, like platonic friendship, like yeah. camaraderie co ed team. Like, it, yeah. I, we get a little yeah. bit more from uh, Alicia in book two. We have her yelling at Malfoy, How mm-hmm. dare you when he calls Hermione a, a mudblood? And we have her speaking up and getting an inquiry about the rogue bludger in a match. So yeah. we get a little she bit more. She doesn't get from- it. No. She doesn't get the inquiry. No. She just asks for it. Yeah. And she- Oliver goes, no, nah, he said no, so it's fine. Excuse you. Yeah. She literally says, Oliver, this is insane. Yeah. Which, not wrong, girly. Yeah. Not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I also love that the three girls band together a lot to like- yes. To show their strength because they they are very good chasers and so I I love when they and this happens a couple times through the books where the three of them especially for Slytherin are like come at us yeah <laughs> yeah it gets they get beat up in these books all yeah. of them get, yeah get hurt many times not too bad like, like they can yeah. all still fly yeah. but still like they yeah. get super super beat up on and continues on with 
but mm-hmm. book three, it's still like you have those mix of like sometimes they're talked about as a unit where yeah. they're, they're superb chasers and everything. Mm-hmm. You see Angelina slowly falling into that. Like you could see her being a leader. Yeah. Because she is the first to like pipe up and be like, we'll do it. We'll do it, Oliver. Like, yeah. don't worry. Them talking about Cedric also cracks me up. It's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Like they all three of them giggle and yeah. Angelina's like I, the good looking one. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, uh, the strong and silent one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, it just seems like girls who are, to, you know, they're I, not like, ooh, Cedric. But I don't know, it's fun. It's fun. I like I that like they al- they're also allowed to be a little bit giggly about Cedric. Yeah, because they, be they could it's easily okay. have just been this, like a, a jock girl. But they get a little, yeah. you know, that, like, that's fun. No, they have they a little get bit more to be of a, girls. Yeah. Like, all three of them do. And that's, like, yeah. super fun. It I is. love that they all take turns because, you know, the twins aren't going to do it. Um, they mm-hmm. all take turns calming wood. You have yep. Angelina, you know, supports them sometimes. You have mm-hmm. Alicia being like, no, it's fine. Yep. It's fine. It, the weather's not that bad. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Please get it together, Wood. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Please get it together. <laughs> I love that they're all like included in, um, or almost all of them are included in his first firebolt trip too. Yes. Like Alicia like squeals. She's yeah. so excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's really sweet. I, yeah. Then- Katie gets looped a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. They're all, they're a really supportive team. I really yeah. enjoy them. As a unit. Yeah. Angelina is the only one who questions the twins about their nonsense, though. Yeah, she she does take on a very a more proactive role in that, which is the twins were not going to be captain. Like, neither of them were going to be captain of that oh, team. No, 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 no. So, uh, <laughs> and I think she's but one like, of the, the people who doesn't take their crap, which is really nice to see. And it's someone that I think the yeah. twins pretty much respect enough to oh, yeah. listen I think to. The twins respect all three of them. Yeah. To be honest. They, yeah. They treat them all pretty much the same. Yeah. But it's just funny to me that Angelina is the only one who's like, she doesn't do anything about it. But she's no. like, mm, how'd you get all this honeydew stuff? Mm. How'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and going into that Slytherin game, I know you you had mentioned that they get beat up a lot. Mm-hmm. And especially in this game, the only, because they're really good chasers. There's only one penalty. They get a lot of penalty shots and there's only one missed. Yeah. That game. And they get tons of penalty shots because they're just playing so dirty. Madam Hooch is like ready to explode. She's so mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's Alicia does it and she misses it by several feet because she's so mad mm-hmm. that Malf- like what Malfoy just did to her or did to Harry. Well, that's it. I she's wrote so down mad. What- Everything goes in. I wrote down their injuries. So yes. book three, yes. Angelina so is almost thrown from her broom. By a Slytherin mm-hmm. player. Alicia gets hit in the face with a club. Yep. <laughs> Could have also. Uh, oh, you I know. thought it was a bludger. Mm-hmm, no, no, mm-hmm. sir. No. Okay. <laughs> and then Pooch Katie. She's never worked harder in her life. Right. Katie <laughs> had her head grabbed by a oh, Slytherin. I thought it was a quaffle. Yeah. I'm guys, like, guys, I know you're more clever than that. Like, where's, I know the, you where's have... the penalty box? Like, do we not? What? What no. is too far at this point? At that point, they were just, I mean, if they would have kept going at the rate they were, yeah. the three girls would have won the match without Harry catching the snitch. Is yeah. how many points they were getting yeah. from the three. From the penalty <laughs> Scoring shots. penalties, yeah. like not even regular shots. Yeah, it was so, it was so bad. And it good it on a them. Wild like, time. I don't know if I would keep playing if I got hit in the face with the, with the bat. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we're like, we're, <laughs> Katie does it a lot though. Katie is very strong. Mm-hmm. Later, she keeps playing even though, oh, and they feel so bad. Oh, they feel so bad. But when she, this is, you know, the second time 
or rather the first time that Ron like hit somebody in the face by accident. Yeah. Um, and it's Katie. She gets really bad bloody nose and like friend George are like, ooh, like we can fix it and then oh, accidentally get the wrong so one. so bad. And they feel like you, just the blood drains from their face. They're like, oh no, looking at the pastels like, oh, we get we them broke the wrong our friend. <laughs> Crap, we'll take yeah. her right away. But yeah. she doesn't say anything. Like she yeah. has to be told to leave. Like Angelina's yeah. gonna, like, get off. Yeah, she is feisty and I I, I love that. But I, I skipped ahead really quickly to cover the yes. book four, which is really, really cool for Angelina. Yeah. Um, this is where she is described as a surprise. She's black. Yeah. Um, which we love for her. I love like, that. You could have said at the beginning. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I, I love that she puts her name in. I was, when she did that, I'm like, man, how cool would it have yeah. been? To have her in the tournament. It would right? have been so cool to have her in the tournament. But then she would have died and that would have sucked. So She would have died. <laughs> that would have sucked. I get I get why you couldn't have two Griffin. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I would but have. But it was cool yeah. for her to be involved. Yeah. Like, it was really, really cool. And she was still happy that a Gryffindor got in, which was, you know, she's yeah. very loyal to her house. Yeah. She was super um, excited when Harry got to got to be yeah. in it and you see uh like katie has her own kind of separate group of friends whereas mm-hmm. angelina and alicia are are like friends outside of the quidditch pitch yeah and i think it's so funny that like, none of them question it when like fred asks her and she's like <sighs> having a conversation with alicia and like they both are like yeah like stops <laughs> let him do it he like she like gives him the look down and goes yeah it's fine yeah gives him a they, smile and goes back and they just gets, this is like every like a normal day the, yeah gets asked i like how it happens in the books the movies they try it like they do the silent like ask but in the books, I, Fred just yelling across the common room <laughs> is is real funny. Like it's, yeah, it's like, just, it's sweet. It feels very like and and then she's described as dancing exuberantly with Fred at yeah. the ball. I bet they had so much fun. I bet they just had she a was like, blast. Fred, game on. Yeah, let me match your energy. <laughs> yeah, I just I feel like they had so much fun at the ball, and that makes me very happy. Oh yeah. And it is very cool because they they did set her up in that book where they mentioned her a lot more often. And then she does get mm-hmm. to be more important in book five because she is now the captain and she takes yeah. it very seriously. They joke, they're like, oh, he'll be, she'll be so much better than Wood. And then like, maybe not. Oh, no. <laughs> the thing that she does that Wood doesn't do is she understands when she gets, she like steps too far. And sometimes she doesn't step too far and still apologizes for it. Yeah. But is like very self-aware. So I think she honestly makes an excellent captain and was just given all of the wrong cards. She was getting the shit year. Like she gets the year she has to defend the Quidditch team and might not even get one. Harry's yeah. missing practice. Like she's she's trying so desperately Miss in tryouts. book five. And I think it's uh, so cool that she wants everybody there for tryouts. Yeah. You know, she yeah. really, really wants them all to be there because she wants everyone to mesh. And even how she picks the teams. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, like Vicky, you know, mm-hmm. outflew Ron, but, you know, she's involved with so many mm-hmm. extra curriculars in school, like it wouldn't work. And yeah. then Jeffrey <laughs> whines about everything. He's always moaning about something. So can't have him either. Yeah. You know, I love that. She knew that she took Harry into consideration, even though he wasn't there. Yeah. And it was like, we already know that he will mesh well. Yeah with him so i don't have to worry about it yeah like she i like how she goes to harry and talks straight with him like ron needs work i know he can do it yeah but we yeah. need extra help like she, and she's yeah. not wrong he oh he, yeah he proves her wrong a couple times yeah but in when push comes to shove and he's in his element mm-hmm. she picked wisely yeah and he's he's a good player I like that Katie too. When he does get, I'm I'm not sure which this comes from. I don't know if they don't get to pick, like keep their 
Quidditch mm-hmm. robes at the end of the year or mm-hmm. what the deal is. Mm-hmm. But Katie's first comment is, oh, yeah, Ron, like, let me go see if, like, Oliver's old robes fit you. We'll switch out the patch. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So I can't tell if that's how those stay at the school or if she understands from the twins of their ability to afford things. Yeah. The, um, it's I wasn't not, sure which yeah. route she was going. Yeah. Uh, but still very thoughtful. Yes. Alicia gets a couple different things. She gets hit on the nose by Terry Boots's wand and DA practice. She gets hexed with growing eyebrows from the Slytherin Quidditch team when they're desperate to try and get them before the match. She ends up having to hold back Fred when he attacks Malfoy with Katie oh, mm-hmm. when both of them are doing that. And yes. all, of, all of them are in DA. All the Quidditch girls mm-hmm. are, oh, yeah. are in DA and join that, yeah. which is really cool. And I also have an Super Alicia. Super love them. Uh, takes pity on Ron during his first match and rebuttons his yeah. Quidditch robes. I'm like, well, yeah. that's sweet. <laughs> that's- I just, it's, I love that the the three of them really truly care about each other, mm-hmm. and they do. Katie reads is very tough. Mm-hmm. Angelina is the leader mm-hmm. of the group, mm-hmm. and Alicia reads a little bit as like just kind of there. Yeah, but I do appreciate that they all take turns mm-hmm. caring for the team. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I do have one mini, mini rant that comes up in this. It fits because, so Hermione uses the impervious spell on on Harry's glasses. And then Angelina in book five suggests, let's do that. And in my brain, if they have magic that can make their clothes waterproof, why would they not always have it? Why would they not come weatherproof? I don't know. Why? (laughs) They said they use it on their faces. That's what they say to use it on their faces. And yeah, that's so like, that they can all see yeah. it, not just Harry. Yeah. Why uh-huh. why is this not a go-to thing in sports? And no idea. Why, like, is it illegal? Why are their clothes their clothes aren't waterproof? They talk about being soaking. Yeah. Like, why are you not using this on your clothes every no single idea. time? That was my I know they're not allowed. Quidditch is a rule that you cannot have your wand on you. But you know, but you could charm a, um, an outfit. Before. But you could do it before. Yeah, yeah. that's when it when, yeah. When no, Hermione, it's a very flimsy thing. Yeah, that, that, that was my Rooney rant because when Harry gets it done on his glasses, I went, why the hell is it not on everything? And I'm like, okay, maybe there's a rule. But then when she does it on her face before a thing, I went, okay, oh, okay. wait a minute. <laughs> it should be on everything. Yeah, so like what? They should have waterproof clothing. That doesn't make any right. sense to me. It, it doesn't exists. make any sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Uh, that was speaking my rant. of rants, yes. um, it's going to be very small because it yes. just seemed completely unnecessary okay. to be in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already have the purebloods and the half-bloods and, yeah. and muggleborns and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you already have set up this precedence mm-hmm. of a way to separate people into thinking they are elitist and, mm-hmm. and things like that. You, you've you already set up the world that mm-hmm. way. You've mm-hmm. made a fictional thing mm-hmm. to do that. You are also, also just once... Just once, mm-hmm. throw in that racism is a thing. That was so weird, right? It was very left field when Pansy is super racist about Angelina's hair, and I'm yeah. just like, why? She covers it like a champ. Oh yeah, no, yeah, like, Angelina ignores it just her, but didn't make any sense to me. It was like, yeah. why is that there? There were other things that you could have done. Yeah, like it does. Why are you even adding that? And now, it, like, I'm a white person reading it, so yeah. I don't know how people of color read that, but it yeah. just seemed very left field, and they never bring up any sort of racism in the books in that fashion ever. Yeah, it just, it just, or prior. Yeah, Pansy's never done anything like that, has never said anything like that. And yeah, it was completely unnecessary. But nothing with the Death Eaters, nothing with Voldemort, like, yeah. literally. Yeah. Never. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was weird. Yeah. That doesn't sit well like, with me. It was unnecessary. I, it I agree in your rant. Weird. Didn't like it. I did not <laughs> like it. 
continuing with we did the only thing else i had poor angelina desperately trying to replace harry and fred in the middle like she's poor girl she gets hit in the match by the own beater's bat because she's trying to replace Freddie. Yes! <laughs> I was like, man, her last year. That poor thing. Poor, was like, so tough. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. yeah. That was the last thing I had for book five was just Angelina. It felt yeah. so bad for her. We, we appreciate that Angelina and Alicia do come back for the Battle of Hogwarts. Yes. They did not need to. They had been graduated now for two years mm-hmm. and they still came back. We do love that for them. Mm-hmm. But in book six, we do get a little bit of Katie. I love yes. her and and like I mentioned before, her fierceness, her strongness. I love that the first thing she said, she walks up to Harry and goes, just because I've been on the team doesn't mean you can go easy on me. I'm going to audition. I love or it. not audition. <laughs> try out. Yeah. I and love Harry's like, that. what? <laughs> I love it. I love that she flat out is like, if there's someone better than me, they should be yeah. on the team. I'm like, girl, yeah. I love you. Like, this is amazing. Right? For her to say that. It's, she's phenomenal. She cares so much about the team that she's yes. willing to step back if she's not right for it. Yeah, it's, she's she's so fierce. Yeah. And, and you get that a little bit of like she had a life outside of yeah. Quidditch as well. Yeah. Because she didn't have anybody her age on the team. Mm-hmm. So you have her friend that obviously she does get cursed and that super yeah. sucks for her. That she had to be transferred to Mungo's because that it was so bad. Like. Mm-hmm. But she did have a friend who tr- truly cared about her. Yeah, Leanne. And is she is Leanne in Gryffindor? I put her in. She Gryffindor. is not in a house. Okay, okay, that's what I didn't think she was officially said to be. But no, she is. Yeah, she is mm-hmm. not in a house. Mm-hmm. As much as it sucks but, that she gets cursed, like that's awful. It is cool that oh, she gets yeah. a part in book six. Like that's the, well, and I think what's cool is she comes back ready to go. Yeah. Like, she literally gets back from the top wizarding hospital in the area, and yeah. she comes back and goes, sorry, it's been so long. When's practice? Yeah. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> she only gets her memory back two weeks before she comes back to school. I mean, Oof. it's crazy. She, Yeah, she's she's really strong, and, mm-hmm. I, and she also comes back yeah. for the Battle of Hogwarts. Yes. And she also graduated at the end of this yeah. year. So that's an all three girls mm-hmm. could have stayed where it was safe, yeah. and they chose to return and, and defend fight. the school. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. The the original chasers of Gryffindor are really great. I really love their their yeah. dynamic and I like their characters and I think they all had their own personalities, but that they were a great unit together. And you had a you had a girl group. Yeah. Which you didn't see as much. Yeah. And it was nice to have. Yeah. I really enjoyed them. But speaking of girl groups, yes. let's get to our last yes. two ladies. Yes. So the last two girls, which definitely have their own journeys and are very different people, yes. are Lavender Brown and Pavardi Patel. We've already talked about Pavardi a little bit. And uh, I actually, when I was taking their notes, mm-hmm. I started highlighting bits that they were mentioned together. Because yeah, there's a lot this of those. Is the, potentially one of the very few... Mm-hmm. Examples of a true best friend relationship. Yes. They are rarely seen without each other. Mm -hmm. They complement each other really well. Mm -hmm. You see them interacting with each other and it's really, really cool. So I did start highlighting moments where it's like they are mentioned Mm -hmm. as a unit as opposed to separate instances. Yeah. Lavender and Fardy are very different people. (laughs) Very different, very developed, I will say. Like they have Mm -hmm. things they like, things they hate. You get personalities from them. In the books, you get them speaking up in classes it's really wonderful what the kind of relationship and the kind of character development we get in the books yeah Pavardi is one of the only other people to speak up often mm-hmm. in book one yeah and she continues this yeah, throughout she the does rest. like she asks the real questions yes like, she does I'm know. like yeah thank you someone for <laughs> she immediately scolds Malfoy yeah not Hermione uh-huh 
not Harry, mm-hmm. Pavardi is the first person to scold him when he starts talking about Neville. Mm-hmm. And then she also is the first person to speak up on behalf of Harry. Mm-hmm. And this is very early. Like, she doesn't know these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just who she is. <laughs> and you see her very quickly bond with Lavender mm-hmm. and then being friends. At one point, they tried to help Hermione. Yeah. In the bathroom and everything. Yeah. But they kept saying, leave her alone. And they're like, okay, there's only so much you can do. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they so, weren't mean girls. They weren't picky. Like, they're not no. picking on Hermione. They were trying and Hermione just wasn't having it. Yeah. Hermione told them to leave. So, yeah. and, and that's what you hear her saying. Yeah. And it's very interesting that that could have, what would have had been different mm-hmm. if Hermione didn't turn them away? Yeah. Yeah, like she instead mm -hmm. became friends with them. She could have easily been another complimentary part of that group. I I think that if they had gotten off on the right foot from the beginning, they all could have helped each other a lot. Yeah. And then book two, like Lavender gets a lot of those moments of just like she's mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. She has like a big personality, like physicality. She's, you know, it's a lot of like, oh, Miss Brown, can you get, get my wand? Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Or like, you know, her taking her head off the, to, she's suddenly interested when they're talking about the Chamber of Secrets. Yes. But once again, Pavardi is the one to speak about it. Pavardi is the one to be like, now let's keep going. What do you mean? I think it has to be dark magic you have to use to get into it. Like, what do you mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Let's keep talking about it. Bins, bins come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it continues. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting that these two are kind of dropped in every once in a while. Yeah. But they still are them and they maintain the same Mm -hmm. reasons why they're dropped in whereas sometimes Ginny we talked about this in Ginny's episode Mm -hmm. she it feels like oh no we forgot about her yeah she's just casually mentioned (laughs) and these two are like it's like a passing glance as you see them in school type it felt like they got dropped in when they were noticed by the golden trio they never feel it never feels like oh lavender was here yeah (laughs) yeah 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 no I I think that they're actually placed in very well in the series yeah just diving deep into Parvati. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's so funny. She immediately trusts Jelani. And when Jelani's like, love oh, their that's relationship. a red man, red-haired man, red-haired she's man. like, run. <laughs> I love both of their relationships with Trelawney. Yes. I, I think it's very cool. It's very sweet. It feels like they get a personality because they dug into something. And even Parvati yeah. more so because she goes into Newt's. With divination. Which, honestly, let's take a second. Mm-hmm. When you look at the list of like what people will accept, mm-hmm. it needs to be, it can't just be acceptable. Yeah. Most of them need to be exceeds expectations mm-hmm. or outstanding. Mm-hmm. And some teachers only take outstanding. Mm-hmm. In divination, I can understand a lot of people getting acceptable because you understand the concept. Yeah. But for her to do so well. Mm-hmm. To be able to take Newt level, yeah, she had to have had some seer in her. Yeah, you know, for sure. I love that. I love that it starts in book three with the latching mm-hmm. on to Trelawney, and you see them yeah. making all the charts and getting excited. They start having lunches with Trelawney. I like that they also have a favorite oh, yeah, teacher. Yeah. Like it's, it's right. It's really cool. Like why not? Yeah, like you said, it gives them a lot more personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, in yeah. book three, we also get her Bogart. We get to see which is different in the movie. Yes. In the books, it is a mummy, which is um, equally as terrifying as what it is in yeah, the Yeah, I want to know what um, where that came from. Like, it's a blood-stained mummy. And I don't know if she saw, like, a really bad horror movie or, like, I think it's someone didn't do very much research and went, they probably live in the same area. Yeah, that feels weird, right? Much like, you know, yeah. Cho Chang having two last names. Well, yes, that... Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, that's, what, that's what that read to me yeah. as, which is, I think, why they changed it... In the movie. ...to a snake. Yeah. Something, too, about their friendship that I enjoyed that I really, and I'll discuss this more when we talk about Hermione, because yeah. this scene made me 
incredibly upset. Yes. Is how Hermione behaves to Lavender when Lavender is mourning the loss of her pet. Yeah. Um, Pavardi does not take it. No. From Hermione. No, no. Glares at her for being rude to her, is super protective of of Lavender. Mm-hmm. And like rightfully so. Yeah. Hermione's being terrible to her. And I love that it's yes, it's just a, a bunny. Yes, it's important to it's her. her pet. So gonna party's yeah. gonna be there for her, you yeah. know? And and I think that's really cool. And now we're on to book four. Okay. Book four. Um they're still close with Trelawney, and like yeah. you said, the relationship is really fun. I love that a lot. Mm-hmm. I love that she tried to like dress up for the new schools. I love that with I her was like so big old butterfly. When McGonagall's like, take that out, and like, yeah. it's an ornamental let butterfly her be, in her let braid. Her be glam. Yeah, let, I'm let very her upset. be glam. Yes, yes. And he, you know, here's in their friendship where she's like, it sets the girls apart and are different. Where she's like elbowing Lavender because Lavender is like hourly giggling and loud. Yes, whereas yes. like Pavardi's keeping it together a bit yeah and it's like cut it out but also i get it i get it but like cut it out (laughs) yes yes this is their biggest moment the the twins Mm -hmm. and i know we talked about it from padma's side yes we talked a little bit about from party side Mm -hmm. but like she truly i I don't think she was like ah i have a crush on harry yeah i think it was one of those things that like oh yeah i could have fun at a dance with you yeah like this could be fun like we'll see where this goes you know because she's clearly very chill and excited and gets it together for mm-hmm. the dance and honestly she probably saved him so much embarrassment because yeah she like he gets in there and he doesn't know what to do and she like wheels him around and is really sweet yeah. and it's like make sure you get food like yeah you know is like being really really great and trying to make conversations with him yes couple times she brings up things i also agree wholeheartedly that moody's eye should it maybe not be allowed yeah. in schools yeah um i agree with you ma'am yeah she seemed to truly and was like really disappointed when he didn't want to keep dancing with her yeah like i i wrote down just how great she was for leading harry in the dance placing his hands for yeah. her and him like she she took charge of that which could right, have been intimidating right. and she really saved him and i thought that was really Really sweet of her. Yeah. Though I was kind of bummed that in the movies, they make it seem like she had the worst time. No. She really didn't. She was bummed for a little bit. I don't think she, like I said, I don't think she was like thinking of like, I'm going to marry Harry Potter. But I think it was one of those things that where she hadn't like thought about it. Yeah. And then once she got there, she's like, you know, I kind of like him. Like, he's cool. Yeah. And she also gets to be front and center. Like, she got to be led in with it. Like, she got like a moment. And I really like that. And she's so much more calm than Harry. She like, Harry forgets to tell them he's leaving. Yeah. Like, she's the one who's like, oh, Pat Ron, see you later. Because <laughs> he's like, so just like, I don't know how to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also uh, don't know where Hermione's been. So she doesn't mm-hmm. get dressed for the ball. Yeah. In the with dorm. the rest of the girls. Yeah. Which is so sad. Which is also because like. Such a bonding I could moment. see them. I could see it being a, oh, oh like, did you need help? Yeah. Because like, like, Lavender canonically has curly hair too. Yeah. And knows how to take care of it. So like, why? It could have been a cool moment for them to have helped Hermione get ready. And not said anything about it. Yeah. Just been like, oh, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and then yeah. part of that reveal, like that could have been really but, cool. Yeah. Alas. Gets to dance with the Bobaton boys. Oh, yeah. Ends up with the Bobaton boys. We love mm-hmm. that. And she's the one who actually gets a date. Yes. With the Bobaton boys. Yes, she she's the one who gets to the dance. official. Yeah. Um, oh, to Hogsmeade. Yeah, yeah. But she she's gets, the one who yeah, gets the she date. gets asked to dance in the ball by a, a yes. Bobaton boy starting that cycle. Right. <laughs> starting that like And she ball. she asks. She's really nice about it. Yeah. She asks Harry first. Yeah. And isn't rude about it. Yeah. And then when she notices that she's not paying attention, she's like, it's fine. Yeah. Because she wasn't that invested. She's yeah. you know. It was a nice it was a yeah. nice date. She got to, you know, be a star of the show for a second. And- yeah. And she uh 
there's still even with the the craziness and the drama of book five mm-hmm. uh both lavender and party are like yes they may be talking about it but they're both still very polite yes to harry when he's around mm-hmm. um regardless of what it seems like Lavender and Pavardi may be on different sides of that spectrum, but mm-hmm. not far enough for them to be not friends. Yeah. Because Lavender does not believe Harry. Yeah. And whereas Pavardi does to an extent because yeah. she's still at the school and you, she sticks up for him later and all those kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah, they're still, even though Lavender has these concerns, it's not like Seamus where he blows up at Harry every once in a while. Yeah. This is a very calm, collected mm-hmm being polite to him when he's around and everything. Um, yeah. I love her joke to Umbridge too. Not to Umbridge, but just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that she like Yeah, I'll be for your friend as long as I don't have to uh, mm-hmm. wear that cardigan. Yeah. I mean, it's during the speech, so like nobody hears it. Yeah, but, but she does stick up... Cracks me up. ...in the class, the first class. She's yeah. like, aren't we going to have practical... Classic Pavardi. <laughs> yeah. It goes like, excuse me, I have questions. Yeah. Isn't that going to be a practical part of our owls? Like, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> and she's super upset because like the first time she's going to do these things or... Yeah. At the practical? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad that they gave this to Jenny because they forgot about Jenny in the movies. Like the reducto mm-hmm. turning the table to dust is Pavardi. It makes me really sad that they're like, oh, we forget to put Jenny in this book at, or in this movie at all. So we're going to give her. Uh, we'll just give her yeah. something that Pavardi does. Like what? Yeah. But they join the, <laughs> like she joins the DA. Like both of them are in the yes. DA. But I she does like try to comfort when Trelawney gets like on probation. Yeah. And like. Her and Lavender are just like just as upset. Their favorite teacher is in trouble and getting fired. Right. Like poor thing. Really, but when a, a beautiful centaur shows up to teach class, uh, she's really excited oh, yes. to have a gorgeous centaur. Yeah, who do we, is what she is. Who really, do we pick? Yeah. Then like her and Lavender are like getting themselves looking cute. Yes, exactly. Before class. Yeah, that's really <laughs> funny to me. Like it's just a fun character yeah. thing. To add in there. I like that she takes, uh-huh. her and Lavender take daffodils to Trelawney. Yeah. Like that's, a, yeah, there's just her. some really sweet stuff with Trelawney and them that makes me and really happy. And that is how it's not really in the movies a whole ton. They don't really, yeah. like they're not in the movies a lot. Yeah. Especially in that one. You do see the Patil Twister sisters when it turns out to like the audience watching the scene with Sybil mm-hmm. being thrown out of Hogwarts. You see Padma calmly watching and Pavardi is like, yeah. Ready to cry. Yeah. Like she she's moving around like just so I do love that they added that little bit that the actress rather yes. chose to to add that. Book six. So um yes. oh my gosh. Book six. I mean, obviously she she gets into the new yes. divination. Yes. A little upset that it's with Trelawney instead of Yeah, with Ferrin. Uh but you know, we get it. But something I love about this book mm-hmm. is that she she loves Lavender, mm-hmm. loves her, yes. best friend. But there are a couple moments in the book where she, where like Ron and Lavender are together and then like Harry sits by them and she's like, ah, a break. And yeah. like has, can like, like speaks to Harry and Hermione. Like, how are you? Yeah. Like you can tell she is also feeling the strain of her best friend being in a relationship. Yeah. You know? Cause Laven- Lavender is all in very she's quickly. In. And-, and he, <laughs> tries to help a little bit there's a couple moments of like oh there he is like oh he's coming like okay okay you know yeah her dealing with her friend's puppy love is very yeah and and endearing (laughs) it's very endearing because she's like not mad about it yeah it just like seems like she's excited to talk to someone yeah and i have that she like (laughs) chats pleasantly with hermione and eats up the gossip about cormac like hermione uses her to get it ron but like she still Mm -hmm. gets to you see her cordially talking with hermione which you don't get a lot in the books as much so it's it's nice to remind people that right. they're also friends-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're people. Yeah. 
She's just like pretty standard. Yeah. It's just she has just those few moments of but mm-hmm. but it still like rounds out her character and it makes sense. Yeah. And like I mentioned before, that her getting into newt level divination. Yeah, that's big. I'm impressed. I don't believe Lavender did. It is at least not <laughs> mentioned that Lavender is in Newt Divination. So. And then we have our final Lavender Brown. Yes. We covered a lot of her in the, especially did, the first, did. Um, first few yeah. books. Really, just a word. I'm, I'm going to go just to book three because yes. I love that Lavender, how Pavardi like immediately is like, yeah, Trelawney. Yeah. Lavender takes a moment to warm up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She She's very nervous to get a surprise random reading and is thrilled that she doesn't until she does. Yeah. And is super scared about it. But then she like slowly evolves. I also thought it was interesting that she did not know what the Grim meant. Yeah. Her and Dean didn't know what the Grim meant. Mm-hmm. Of course, she like jumped right on board when she found how terrifying it was. Yeah. Was like, yeah, she slowly convinces once, once Neville's cup is broken after she says that, she's sold. Yeah. She gets in trouble in book four for looking at her horoscope in Moody's class. Like, like I think that's really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, show, showing part yeah. Yeah, 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 So I think there's like, some cute things that them having that... It might be, like, one defining characteristic for both of them, but it's something that you can dig into. And, like, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. an interest of theirs. You don't get a lot of side, more side right. characters who have a very specific interest that can, yeah. can dig into. And speaking of interests, it's not, like, explicitly said, but starting in book three... Mm-hmm. Lavender is noticed a lot and notices a lot about creatures. She is the one who notices the hippogriffs and is so excited and in all of them. Mm -hmm. She continues, like she has a pet that she Mm -hmm. keeps at home. Mm -hmm. She, in later books, she's talked about with the foals Mm -hmm. where she's so excited about the, first the unicorn and the unicorn foals. Like she is explicitly mentioned about that. She also is mentioned, whereas you can assume some of the students are outside, she, despite getting burnt and yeah. singed, stays outside with the blast-ended skirts, unlike some of the other students who ran inside. Yeah. There's just a lot of moments of, like, she's excited about the boat truckles, and Pilates yeah. too. She's called out a lot more. Yeah. She seems to, at bare minimum, be a, la- a uh, animal lover. Yes. Which is fun, because once again, you're having interests that aren't just school. Yeah. It makes them a little more well-rounded. Yeah. Which is something you don't get in the movies. In the movies, she's very much more frilly. I think she does a great job. Yeah. I think the actress does a great job at being just a Mm -hmm. sweet, love-struck girl. Something funny about the movie. Yes. (laughs) And so she was hired on for that movie. Yes. Uh-huh. Lavender was played by other characters mm-hmm. and suddenly when she had lines they made her a white person yeah that's a whole different mm-hmm. beast um but the actress when she first got on set Rupert Grant laughs a lot yeah and there's an interview with her where she's like I guess that was normal but like it got in the way a bit yeah <laughs> he's nice <laughs> like, like, Rupert Grant get like, your shit together like, <laughs> Like, right, right. I mean, she she was like mad about it. She yeah. just was like, I guess this is normal, and it never stopped. Like nobody ever like corrected him. <laughs> and then, so can you imagine how many scenes with just them? Yeah, where it's naturally like a giggly, nervous thing to be doing with a stranger, and now you're adding on that he's just a giggly person to begin with. Yeah, like trying to do any of the like what loving scenes would have just yeah. been. What a saint. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so um, I love that she still went to the dance mm-hmm. and had a blast in book four. She had a date, but we don't really know who it ever was. She just mentioned yeah, that she, she had with Seamus. She went to Seamus? No, they say it. Oh, it that's says, sweet. Yeah, that's, Pavardi says, yeah, nice. she's going with Seamus. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't, so. I missed that in my note, but good for oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Which also makes sense. Seamus yeah. seems like a chill, nervous guy who's not going to like yeah. ask people outside of his, yeah. <laughs> his group. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at their age, like going with just a friend to a dance is a big deal, so. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we we love it for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously then book five is very much the same. Mm-hmm. I'm just like still reminding you that both of those characters are there. Yep. And I did like that they were them. practicing locomotive charms by racing pencil cases <laughs> yeah. around the common room. Like, yeah. That's just a fun image. And they like practice together. Yeah. They're a good group of friends. They both are in DA. They're both mm-hmm. working on stuff. Like it's it's just like really, it's just a fun, mm-hmm. a fun friendship. Um, And then we get into the run and bun of the moment you were all waiting for. Yes, book six. The relationship with Ron. <laughs> They build, I will say they build into it, book six. She's giggly around they Ron do. first. She has whispers around, you know, like it, yeah, they build yeah. into Pavardi's her. Like, like slowly like, okay, he's coming. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, they, yeah, they build it up really well. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. She um, publicly wishes Ron good luck at keep her try. Like it's, it's inserting yeah. herself into Ron's life. And she does a great job. Yeah. It's very subtle and it feels very organic. Like yes. it feels very real. Mm-hmm. Somebody with a crush. Yes. Unlike Romilda Vane, this is she truly likes him for him yeah. and wants yeah. to date him, which I think is exciting for Ron. Yeah. I don't think he really thought of Lavender that way yeah. until she kissed him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait. And that's like Ron's biggest thing. Not not kissing, but I mean, like Ron likes to be and desperately wants to be different yeah. and important. Yeah. And so when Lavender comes at him that hard, Ooh. he's like, yes. It's, it's so like <laughs> game on. Like for the beginning, he's like, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> poor Lavender gets tiring. loves so hard and so much, and she buys. I can't get over the fact she buys him a gold chain that says "My Sweetheart" for Christmas. Oh my gosh, amazing! Like, I feel like <laughs> she she does what like that like really young. This is what yeah. boyfriends and girlfriends do. Yes. Like, this is what they do. I read this out of a magazine. Exactly. This is what boyfriends and girlfriends do. Yes. I, and like in the in the movies, they need a tightness, so she's way more annoying. Yeah. But in the books, she didn't read that annoying to me. No. She was very understandable yeah. because Ron was enjoying her, but much like Ginny in this same book, yeah. he was also in love with somebody else. Yeah. And like kind of was trying to figure it out Yeah, right before they got together. So um, he wasn't as invested as her. Mm-hmm. And in the books, I think it play- is played off very, very well. Yeah. Of she's trying, she sees it happening, but don't know, doesn't totally know what's going on in his head. So she's like trying desperately to like cling to him. Yeah. And get him to to stay with her. And he is just being like, maybe if I ignore her, she'll leave. Like, I it's, I feel so bad sir. for her because she yes. she's trying so hard to be a girlfriend and she has every right to be mad when no one tells yeah. her that her boyfriend is in the hospital, when no one tells her he's a, like, that is so sad. Yeah. Like, she's trying so hard to be a girlfriend and have a boyfriend and right. she just gets ignored and pushed aside and she has to know that there's something between Ron and Hermione. And it, yeah, because like, she she does it a lot. Yeah. She's like, why are you with her? Yeah. Like, why? She, she just wants a, like, demands a boyfriend, and he's just not doing it. And it, no. I feel bad for her. Yeah, because, yeah. In the, in the books, it's very understandable and very similar to, it, it blows up a little bit bigger. Yeah. But very similar to Dean and Ginny. It's like, mm-hmm. just didn't work out. Didn't yeah. work out. It wasn't, none of them did anything super, super wrong. Yeah. I wish Ron had, like, actually broken up with her sooner because I yeah. think there would have been significantly less animosity. Yeah. It didn't read to me as, like, too much. It it, it read, like... Yeah. It read it, like, she was invested. Or 16. Yeah, and she like, was invested. He really wasn't. It just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and did, like, a natural thing of, like, oh, he's leaving. I'll bring him closer. Yeah, very much. You know, and never did anything, like, super crazy to him or anything. Yeah. She just yeah. was trying, trying to keep him alive, like, with yes. her. So, obviously, it didn't make that... They're still civil. Yeah. 
at the end of the year. Yes. So. Yes. So, I, yeah, it, yeah. They, they didn't end up in a horrible animosity thing after. It just didn't work out. It was a very teenage romance, which I enjoyed in it. And, you know, she just didn't get treated the best because he wasn't ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, No, you know, I mean, he enjoyed her. Like, they had fun yeah. for a bit, but that was not what he... Not what yeah. he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, now, we don't get her almost all in the last book. Yeah. Just that she's fighting. Yeah. There's two things about this that I have questions about. Mm-hmm. One of them is she is never declared dead. Yeah. I have a question. Can I look she up pre- assumed yeah. dead? Because that, well, it's in the books. Yes. It's in the books as assumed dead. Yes. And in the movie, they make it a little more like, yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Because she's not even breathing, I think, in that last moment. Yeah. Like she's um, attacked by Greyback. Yeah, Greyback. Yeah. Greyback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's never mentioned again. Yeah. So canonically, we are not sure she died. There is no actual canon proof that like she did not survive. Yes. So, and that's interesting to me because that has sparked a lot of stuff that sparked a lot of like, she's dead and didn't deserve to be. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. A lot of like, where is she now? If she survived, is she a werewolf? Yeah. Like just like a lot of fandom headcanon stuff has just like swirled around yeah. um, Lavender. One of the big unanimous comments about that is that she deserved better. And I agree. I agree too. But another thing that she did deserve better about that moment is I cannot believe. So they've they've already like whisked away Malfoy. Yes. For like this, you know, Ron is like ready to just kill Malfoy himself. Yeah. He's like, this is the second time we've saved you and risked yeah. our butts for you yeah. tonight. Like yeah. He's like so mad. Um, and I get that. I get yeah. that Malfoy's annoying. Like, that makes sense for that moment. Yes. But for Hermione just to, like, flick Greyback off of her and then Trelawney comes in, which I thought was very cool. Yes. It was, was Hermione got Frenrir off of her. Yes. With a spell. And then Trelawney came and clocked him in the head with yes. a crystal ball. Oh, I love um, that. But it's it's yeah. somebody who was really important to her, mm-hmm. Trelawney, and then... Yes. Somebody who had angst prior. Yeah. But they just move on. They don't comment on it. Nobody comments on it. Yeah. You're telling me that somebody you shared a room with for six years. Gets attacked? One of, (laughs) you know, two of you shared, you know, and you're witnessing her being murdered? Just mauled by a werewolf? Yeah. And you're just. Gonna leave it? He's not pointing a wand at her. Yeah. He's gonna leave it. He's, He's gonna let that. her. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna. Now I understand they couldn't stop and do anything about it, but th- there was no. You know, Ron didn't stop and take a moment. Ron wasn't like, oh my gosh, yeah, and didn't need to be pulled away. Yeah, Hermione wasn't like crying on her way by. Yeah, like there's. You're telling me that didn't affect you at all. It feels like Doubt they either would have stopped <laughs> and tried to do something, or it would have at least been mentioned, or there one of them would have. There would have been. Yeah. Yes. Like something. There would have been something of we just witnessed this girl we grew up with. Yeah being mauled yeah like fred doesn't even get that yeah fred just gets a, a, a rogue spell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's and yes he's more important to them but still but she i mean they grew up with this girl and what i mean ron spent <laughs> a year making out with her so yeah like what the heck hermione lived with her yeah. lived with her yeah. like shared a room with her like it just yeah, yeah that that didn't sit right with me yeah the fact that there was no comments at all yeah. about her yeah once they ran by but other than that mm-hmm. Lavender, thank you for your yes. service. Um, yes. I love that she did stay and fight. Mm-hmm. And it gives her a lot of credit, which sometimes she is shown as just like the, yeah. the giggly little girl. And I, she's still in Gryffindor. Yeah. She chooses to stay and defend and be a part of this group. She, so. Yeah. Parvati and her friendship is really great. I love having the girlfriends there. It. That's really cool. It's so nice to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to see them like, grow honestly, and be together and experience life together. And it's nice. Yeah. I really enjoy that part of the book. 
that you don't really get in the movies because you don't have time. No, you don't have time. Yeah. And I understand. But I do think they did them very well yes. of what, honestly, most of these, all of these girls yeah. that are that are even given chances in the movies, they are still themselves. Yes. So I know this has been a journey that we've busted through so many students. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yes. We are so excited to get through all of these ladies mm-hmm. and cover all the different houses too. Yes. Yes. I'm glad we got to learn a little bit about each house and then it'll help when we're moving into the teachers and later in the season. And it's a really fun because there are so many students that get moments and get backstories and get character development in the books that there's just not time in the movie. So it was really cool to Mm -hmm. learn about them and what happens to them in the books. So I'm really happy that we covered them and we did our best to cover as many as possible, even if they just had a line. Apologies if we missed one. (laughs) I did did my best to write everything down (laughs) as we read, Uh, but it was really great. And I'm really happy to get to know the the Quidditch girls and we I, I wish there was a little bit more of, of Slytherin and things, but mm-hmm. yeah, you do you know, it's a Gryffindor main story. So what can you do? Um, it happens. But yeah, but thank you all for listening this episode yes. and uh join us next week for another dive into another witch. Yes, see you then. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we take a dive into the sisterly bond of Lily Potter and Petunia Dursley, along with the incredible wisdom and strength of Hogwarts transfiguration teacher, Minerva McGonagall. If you enjoyed listening today, we'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast and share with friends. If you really enjoyed our discussion, you can find more behind-the-scenes content, a peek at our research notes, and even entire bonus episodes on Patreon. Each month, we release a full after-hours episode where we will discuss each movie adaptation and don't hold back. You can reach us on social media. Links to all our platforms can be found in our About section. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. And fuck turps. This podcast episode is sponsored by Orchard Works. You can find them in two locations. Their online shop, orchardworkscc.com, or their storefront at 13 Furnace Ave, Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Damsels in Dialogue is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions.